and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Sorry about that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition. It's it's kind of like a, a baby's pacifier to me. It really is. My binky, right? Like my tie. I've got whales on my tie. You can't really see that. They're little, little whale, big whales. But anyway. Uh, now, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. That's right. It is Friday. It is the... Last Friday of May, a week from now, folks, awaken to the shaken. You know, we we received the schedule, and uh, it's going to be very uh, condensed. You know, th- th- this is great. You can go to conferences, and it's like this huge 25 speakers, and, and I get all that. The, 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 but this is going to be very condensed, really, uh, Friday night and Saturday. That's it. Uh, but one thing, and we were just notified of this within the last 24 hours, there's going to be water baptisms uh, conducted uh, for Saturday morning. So, that this is good. If you can, uh, if you're within a day's drive of Gurney, Illinois, which is north of Chicago, please register and attend. Um. Boy, how can I say this? I, I didn't... Uh, uh, do I want to say this or not? Yeah, I guess I do. Um, Eric's over there saying, well, just say it. Will you shut up? And I got whales on my tie. Everything looks like noodles. Yeah, no, it's... It, look, we're, we're kind of having fun right now. And if you can't have fun, uh, if you can't really be a little bit jovial in these uh, in these times, I don't know... You've got to be. I mean, you've got to kind of just live life, smell the roses, walk your dog, bring your dog to the studio. Right, lady? You might hear her snoring over there. Uh, and, and, you know, give your wife or give your husband a hug. Make sure you tell him you love him. And get outside if you can, if it's nice. D- don't be held hostage by the... uh by the dire headlines. And a lot of times, I think we all fall into that trap. It's just my kind of public service message to you. Right? Because we all get into that, that, uh, that mental prison of sorts. I think that it's easy to do. And, um, we need it. Look, we, we, we've got, we're on really war footing with North Korea right now, North, North and South Korea, China, um, their involvement there. Kind of the rumblings, some liken it to the Cuban Missile Crisis of 62. I, I don't quite like that comparison for a lot of reasons. You've got, um, Syria, which really is to me still the, uh, flashpoint, I believe, in the, uh, in the larger scheme of things. And I've said that from day one. And then we've got the, uh, domestic situation, which Joe's gonna get into momentarily. And I think that that's extremely important. 
the domestic side of things because domestically, you know, and, and folks, you know this from your own households. If you've been in a house where there's contention within the house, it's never a good thing, whatever the cause of dissension. And uh, so speaking, uh, you know, from the heart about this, I do believe that uh, I, I, I think that that is, that should be very high up on the list. You know, it might not be as in your face as the potential nuclear uh, threat. But, but you know, I contend and I assert that if Americans were less divided and if specifically if political conservatives and Christians and Christian conservatives, well, they're different. There's differences among those groups that I said. But if we were united together, many of these exterior problems, these these foreign problems, may not be as threatening to our country as they are today. And I do suspect, based on a lot of investigation, a lot of research, um, I, in fact, I was, I, I've spent probably, I don't know, half of my research time looking at the different complexities of the, uh, of, of our, uh, domestic split, the, the domestic, uh, unrest that we've got here. And tracing it back to just a few groups and a few people, even on the right, and again, this weakens the resolve of the household. This weakens the resolve of people. This this causes distractions. I was talking again. I and I mentioned this a lot. Steve Quayle and I talk quite frequently, and I was speaking to him today, and uh, we were talking at, for a long time about what's going on domestically, and more 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 than that, what's going on within the conservative right or the political right, the political conservatives. We had a long talk about that. And the uh, connections that could be made between some of the financiers of anarchy infiltrating the political right. A couple of, a couple of things uh, I'm going to mention as well. Um, before I, before this escapes me here, I do want to mention that I, I did speak briefly yesterday to George Webb. And I, I was kidding around with him. I said, it's kind of like, where in the world is Waldo today? If, folks, if you don't know, um, if you've never heard of George Webb, he was on our program some little, little bit ago. He is investigating, among other things, the, the basis of him. The, the, initially he began was where, where, where's Eric Braverman? And then he really was the tip of the spear on the investigation of the Awan brothers. Uh, just a fantastic, in my view, a, a fantastic investigative journalist. And I've watched him. If you watch, if, if you go to, he's on YouTube, George Webb, W-E-B-B. You can get a lot of information just from his YouTube channel. And I would suggest you go back as far as you can and watch 
these videos in order and take notes. A lot of great investigative uh, writings are there, or, or investigative information is there, and he's connecting a lot of dots. He's coming back on our show. Yeah, I can I can tell you that. Um, I, in fact, I want to give him enough time, uh, you, you know, to, to really lay out the, the the his investigative findings, and he, he's uh, he's a very measured investigative analyst, uh, very measured, very show me the proof. I've got to have proof, and he's he's getting it. Pray for his safety, and if you have a chance. And if you are following him or if you do follow him, make sure in the comment sections of the YouTube uh, channel, you just leave a comment saying, you know, uh, great job on the Hagman report. And, or, you know, just just reference us because this goes back to the domestic situation. We have to stick together. There can't be any cracks in the uh, in the family. Now you're going to have uh, you're going to have pseudo investigators or pseudo. You have people get on YouTube and say all, all kinds of stuff. And Stephen and I talked about this again today. I mean, you got people, for example, and I'm going to bring this up because I think it's I think it's relevant to today. You know, it's easy for someone to make accusations such as we saw with Sean Hannity earlier in the week. And if, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that that's a big deal, the situation itself. Is not that big of a deal. The, the the whole thing, the you might think it's gossipy, and, and in fact, that's I I agree. But when Sean Hannity last Monday came out and said, "This is it. I'm fighting back. I'm I'm, I'm assembling a team of lawyers, and we're going to fight back." You've got these malcontents, these sorry, sorrowful, pathetic, pitiful individuals out there who put on the cloak of conservative, uh, being conservative or religious conservative. And I say religious, I'm talking about either Christians or, or Jews. And, and they, they, they use that. And, and many Christians use erroneously and maliciously use the Bible as a weapon. Just like many of Muslims use the Quran as a weapon. But, I'm not talking about properly. I'm not talking about the proper use. I'm talking about the perverse use of that. The And I'm not talking about being mistaken either. I'm talking about an intentional misuse. I just want to bring this together as my opening statement tonight. Because I think what we're seeing here is so extremely important. And a lot of times what seems to be, oh just passing nuisance stuff ends up being an artifact or a consequence of an agenda that's been in place. And the agenda or the objective of that agenda is to divide and conquer. The objective of the agenda is to take down various news organizations, various entities like ours, as a matter of fact. Steve Quayle, Pastor Langford, uh, L.A. Marzulli, Dave Hodges, Alex Jones. And you don't have to agree with us. You don't have to agree with any of those people. It doesn't matter what your level of agreement is with the content or the people. What matters is what happens to anyone or all of us 
is laying the groundwork that could happen to you. All right? Because it would be too self-serving and too selfish to think, well, ah, uh, boy, I don't like this. They're, you know, they're, uh, we're, we're, we're being, uh, we're being, uh, oh, they're spreading lies about us. It's not about any one individual. And in fact, with, with Sean Hannity, it's not about Sean Hannity. And, and he'll tell you that too. Trust me when I say this because there has been, uh, I've had some dialogue. It's not about Sean Hannity, the person. It's about the whole situation. It's about what's happening in a larger scheme of things. It's the, it's the war against the conservative, uh, the conservatives. It's a war against Christians. I had, and if you, and I'm going to remind people again, kind of close out the week because I said this earlier in the week. If you listen to Sean Hannity's opening monologue from Monday, any of those words sound familiar? I, I think they, if you heard many of our programs in the past, I think they did. He referenced people essentially in their pajamas transcribing every word that he says on four hours of radio and television. There are people that do that. And there are do that, there are people that do that for our show. And there are people that do that for Jones and for Hannity and for, for all of the conservative shows. You would, you might think, well, boy, they got to really, I mean, not only would that be boring, number one, number two, uh, especially with regard to us, what do we have to offer? You know, in, in, in a, you know, we're, we're not that big, shall we say, compared to a Sean Hannity. Of course we're not. But the tactics go after all fruit. Certainly, financially, get, uh, make financial attacks, get rid of the low-hanging fruit, the most vulnerable of the people trying to get the truth out. Those who can least stand a financial attack, then go after mid-level, but at the same time, run up ops against the, against the big talkers who do speak the truth. This is what's taking place. And if you as the listener, if you have no, and then please understand, even if you have no designs on writing anything, let's say, or uh, uh, having a, a show, a, a podcast or whatever, you might think, well, this doesn't apply to me, but it does. It applies to you and certainly it applies to your children. Because as we see and as we're, as we are, as we are really focused on the geopolitics, oh my goodness, North and South Korea, oh my goodness, Syria, and these are all serious topics. Or the economy here, what's going to happen? None of this is happening in a vacuum. None of the attacks on the conservatives, that's not happening in a vacuum. There's, there's a symbiotic relationship between things that are taking place domestically and in the foreign arena. There's a, there's an incestuous relationship, um, as well among groups here. That you would not think would be, would be working together, but they are. It defies logic. And please understand that. When you have a long time conservative 
or at least that's a self-proclaimed conservative, or a conservative come out and engage in the policies and politics of destruction against another conservative with malicious intent. That should cause you to do a double take. And it, and um, it, it, there's more two things. There's a lot more going going on, and again, Joe's going to be reading something here, uh, or citing this article uh, about social justice warriors that I'm kind of laying the groundwork for because uh, a lot of this this is so vicious right now. And and I uh, again, folks, I you've got to understand the implications here. I, I I'll say this I I. Uh, well, what I wasn't going to say earlier, and I know I know people hate that. Ooh, would you just shut up? Because even my wife hates when I do that. We just either say it or shut up. I, I had a, uh, I was interviewed yesterday for three hours by a couple of reporters from the Rolling Stone magazine. Um, I immediately thought of Doctor Hook on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Remember that? Remember that song? Anyway. I guess you have to be in the 70s to really get that, right? Yeah. But uh, I realized at that time as I was going through that interview that things are not as they appear. Um, anyway, there's there are a lot of things that are taking place under the surface that... I'm going to be writing about and I'm going to be speaking further about. But do not understate or do not uh, in any way, shape, or form, do not um, discount the importance of what you're seeing with respect to the politics of destruction here in this country and who's behind it. And you're going to watch. You're watch. you going to see um, Obama. And mark my words on this. You're going to see Barack Hussein Obama front and center in a lot of this and you're going to see Hillary and Bill Clinton not so much Bill but Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin and all of the players from the latter part of the Clinton administration and the latter part well or the mid I'll say the uh, the very first uh, first several months of Obama's rule here in this country, Obama's placement in the Oval Office. There's those people, the Van Jones, the uh, the, the people that that were unserious, unserious uh, just booted out of his realm. That's These are the people you're going to have to watch. And then there's another segment from the latter part of the Obama uh, takeover of our country. So you've got the a group of people from the initial 2009 uh, reign of Obama, and then you've got the people that a separate group of people from Obama's exit from 20, uh, 2016. They are working together, and they're going to be part and are part of this politics of destruction to divide the people and conquer from within. The matter of the pedogate um, 
with respect to Pettigate, and I'm just going to briefly reference this, which uh, we're, I'll be talking about that Awaken to the Shaken conference. There's things there that we will never, I don't believe we're ever going to see, and I've said this before, and I've said it on the record, I don't believe we're going to see Hillary Clinton perp walked anywhere after an investigation for anything, whether it be, whether it be emails or Benghazi or lying contempt to Congress or, I don't believe we're going to see that. But I, but I think, um, there will be some movement, but it, it will be so limited. It's, uh, although it will make a difference to some, but not in the grand scheme of things. But understand how that kind of relates. The behavior relates to the social destruction here in our country. So, having said all that, now, the last thing, and I'm going to make this announcement very quickly. Anyone listening to this broadcast, for the next several days, there is a survey on our website. Now, we talk, hagmanreport.com, thank you. Yes, now, now, Obviously, what we're attempting to do, because we've grown so much, thank you, thanks to each one of you who have helped us out financially, who have helped us out through prayer. The word of mouth is important. Um, because we've grown so much, we've become, as I mentioned earlier, a target, and a very hot target. Now, to offset our expenses, because people have been so great, but there's still a... To, to run this machine, this broadcasting machine, it takes a, a lot of money, a lot of money. If, if somebody told me like two years ago, this is how much you, I'd say no way. I just, there's just no way. But anyway, the reason I mentioned this, there's a survey, a, a very brief survey, I think eight questions on our website, hagmanreport.com. It's on the right hand side. It's underneath the show. So you'll see the old time radio on the right. And then right underneath it, there's a survey. I ask that everyone takes that. It, it's, it relates to advertisers or sponsors of our program. But folks, it's, I, I can't, I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to tell you how to, how to answer the questions. This is not an invasive survey. This, just keep in mind this. This is designed by, uh, it's a survey designed for corporate sponsors. So just keep that in mind. No one's going to ask you for your, you know, identity or anything like that. It's just, it's just a survey. And if you can help us out, that, that will help us out. And that's HagmanReport.com on the right hand side on below the, the talk or below the radio there. There's a survey that, uh, I do ask that you participate in. You don't have to, you don't have to let me know you did it or anything like that, but just please do that. And, and you'll see, you'll understand why afterwards, but it will help us out if you complete that survey. And again, I'm, can't tell you how to answer the questions, but you'll understand because you're a very intelligent audience. All right. So some of the things in the news I, I touched on, of course, the, uh, the, the geopolitical situation, of course, Donald Trump coming out and saying, um, could very well be, uh, a situation with, uh, North Korea. Major, yeah, major, major, major conflict. Right. When he says today, major, major, that's not just major, it's major, major conflict. All right. Today, North Korea uh, fired test fired a a ballistic missile that exploded um, as soon as it was launched. Did not leave North Korea, the North Korean borders, and you know we've seen this back and forth, <clears throat> uh, the rhetoric, and then the uh, the last two launches 
from this month have only been attempted launches because they have both failed, but it has Japan, South Korea, and many other areas on edge. Um, then I don't know if you saw this today, but Trump was giving a, a, a speech at the NRA, and he was talking about NAFTA, and he said, I am both a nationalist and a globalist. I don't know if you saw that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Who said that? Donald Trump. Okay. Running on the nationalist uh, or having national, nationalist tendencies, now calling himself a globalist as well, one must ask the question. Can you be both? Can you be both? That, that, exactly. I don't think you can. Um, I mean, I understand. What, what's the phrase that uh, I heard it a few times on our show this week? Think. Think locally. Act, think, yeah, think, and act global. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Think local, act global. But I, I contend we should act, uh, act locally, think globally. There, there you go. Yeah. Um, and we, I think the, the remarks though stem from, uh, what he was talking about with NAFTA this week. He made some strong statements, uh, in the campaign about, uh, getting the U.S. out of NAFTA. And he reiterated those comments this week, uh, how he was, uh, looking at taking the U.S. away from NAFTA. And as soon as he did that, uh, within a, a day or so, he had the Mexican president and the Canadian president uh, call him and ask him to reconsider, and he claimed that he was uh, not going to just withdraw the U.S. from NAFTA, but was going to, at the very least, renegotiate the deals uh, for the United States. Now, again, breaking a, a campaign promise. I guess uh, some will look at it that way. But if he renegotiates NAFTA, I don't know that there's a good way to, um, I don't know if there's anything we can do or he can do to renegotiate NAFTA to put it, uh, the American businesses first to stop the, uh, bleeding in the manufacturing sector from jobs being sent overseas and factories being closed down here. I don't know that there's a, a compromise in there. And that's just my lack of, um, understanding of everything that NAFTA entails and the deals we have between Canada and Mexico. But it will be interesting to see what changes do come, as I know a lot of his supporters, uh, this is one of the big things, you know, the big trade deals, getting us out of these uh, unfair trade deals that, that gut the middle class and, and the uh, job sectors here in the United States. When we come back, we got another segment of news. We're going to get into this, uh, why social justice warriors don't represent civil rights. This is a good article I found today and we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about this cuz the conclusion is right on the money. Then we have Josh Tolley and Dave Hodges. They're going to be joining us after this next segment. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. 
T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Review states, Readers of End Times Fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Week Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, news reports that North Korea fired, test fired a, um, a missile, a, a test fired a, a nuclear missile or ballistic missile, I should say, local time tomorrow, Saturday actually. And it failed. Oops, somebody's going to get killed. I saw a good comment today that said uh, Kim Jong-un puts the miss in missile. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's... We shouldn't, uh, we, we shouldn't kind of make light of this, except, uh, I think that I, I would be a mistake to, to believe that these misfires happen without perhaps any type of sabotage or intervention. I, I wouldn't take that off the table. And if that's the case, that's, that's pro, I mean, that's, that's good. Yeah, you have reports of potential cyber attacks from the right. last missile strike, and then this latest launch, it's, it appears or it's being reported that the missile exploded, um, immediately after leaving the launch pad. You know, within the first 60 seconds. So you have to ask, was it shot down? Was there something else? Or was it just a failed missile test? But I, think, I do I believe a lot of cyber will, will shoot down um, any attempted missile launches that they deem to be threatening to Japan or the United States. Well, 
Yeah, I'm. I would, uh, I, I would look at this situation where we are right now. Just my my own analysis, without take it for what it's worth. My own analysis is this: I look at the previous uh, leaders of this country, including the the uh, the 535, and and I wonder what the heck were they thinking? Why haven't when you look at Iran, you look at North Korea, look at how how many strides that they've made militarily. Uh, my my problem is this: we allowed this. So we, if we were taking on the mantle of leadership on a global basis, or being the, the military policeman of the world, then we failed miserably with Iran and North Korea. But I don't think it was a failure of policy. I think it was an intent of policy, which is a totally different animal. I think that um, we, the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, uh, not we, but the Council on Foreign uh, Relations, the Trilateral Commission, the leaders exerted undue influence along with the military-industrial complex and never saw a war that they, that they have not liked. And I think that this is a lot, this is a big part of shaping policy. You've got lobbyists uh, for the military-industrial complex. And, and they, of course, make their money uh, by lobbying, getting, getting bills through and getting the sweet deals for uh, these various corporations, various large corporations, all wars are bankers' wars. You have to you have to understand that. So, uh, being in a constant state of war, don't forget the Korean War is still going on. And and people, especially today, a lot of people don't really understand that the Korean War is still going on. There was an armistice signed. Yeah, I was reading but, about but, that. Uh, it, we're still there's still a war with Korea. But, but people are, are clueless to history. This is why I do like history, and I believe history is so important to us. But anyway, that, of course, is something that we have to keep our eye on. May Day, May 1st, May Day, and Russ Dizdar has talked about uh, the occult aspects of May 1st, but the uh, general day of communism and globalism and, and that whole uh, occult aspect of May 1st, that's coming up on Monday. We need to pray as Christians. We need to pray against the uh, against the wiles of the uh, uh, the evil, and I do think that we are going to see some things happen because of, or as a consequence to, the activities that take place on May Day, and especially domestically with respect to the unrest. Uh, Seattle, for example, is preparing for some domestic unrest. Um, but having said all of that, it, it's laying the groundwork. When you have uh, trouble at home, in the home, inside the home, of course. It weakens the entire uh, balance of power of the planet. And so just understand that, that everything is, nothing happens in a vacuum. I just keep going back to that statement. So now, moving moving beyond that, um, oh, Green Innovative. Folks, take advantage of Green Innovative's uh, special. Green Innovative, the... Uh, the uh, owner of Green Innovative, Alan Riggs, has extended an offer to all of us. And uh, I, yeah. I, I would urge everyone to take advantage of this. And he points out how conditions around the world continue to get worse. Um, you know, the what's going on with geopolitics, the saber-rattling between the U.S., China, and North Korea, the continuing growth of the political unrest and destruction across the United States. And it's only a matter of time before something happens that makes our day-to-day life more difficult so why not take action now and be prepared so when the uh, hard times come when the infrastructure becomes unreliable and the power is not continuous you can have something uh, as a backup plan and your portable power source 
um, is something that you should take into consideration and choose carefully. And Green Innovative offers you um, the most reliable, portable power source out there, the GMAG Power Pack. And not only that, they have, until May 1st, which is only just a few days away, have a 15% discount. Folks, go to greenovative.com, use the coupon code HAGMAN, and you can get 15% off from now till May 1st uh, with the coupon code HAGMAN on anything in their store. That's greenovative.com. Sounds good. Take advantage of that. And also take a, please, uh, uh, one more time, I want to make the announcement. Uh, there's a survey on our, on our website, right below, the, we'll go to hagmanreport.com and right below the, uh, show scheduled, the old time radio there. Just click on that survey. It's, it, it, it's really for, um, corporate sponsorship. Uh, you'll understand it. It's not, it's not an invasive survey. It's very brief, but you'll see, you'll know why. Okay, but but this is part of an evaluation process of our program. So uh, we thank you in advance for for filling out that survey. Uh, again, HagmanReport.com on the right hand side, right below the the old time radio and the show schedule. All right. So the social justice warriors, the social justice movement in this country, what is it really? Yeah, and uh, if you give me a few minutes here, I found a great article um, on a website that I have not heard before. And just so people have the site, it is raprehab.com. And I don't think the site's name has anything to do with what it sounds like. But there's an author there, Bob Lewis, Why Social Justice Warriors Don't Represent Civil Rights. And um, I'm going to go through some of this article because I think uh, the uh, Bob Lewis hits on some very important points here. It starts off with talking about the civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s how it was a movement initiated by African Americans to confront many racial injustices uh, that their community suffered. And as African Americans started to protest against racial segregation uh, and racially motivated violence and financial exploitation, um, the issues were so severe that even non-African Americans who associated uh, with them were targeted with the same uh, bigotry blacks faced. While there were notable exceptions, the majority of protests were peaceful and non-violent. They often took in the forms of sit-ins, freedom rides on buses, marches, voter registration drives to increase African-American voter turnout. And they generally had three main goals uh, that they wanted to accomplish. First, the ending of segregation. Uh, This didn't just include segregation in communities generally, but segregation in all aspects of American life, from riding buses to college campuses and everything in between. Until this time period, there were businesses that refused to serve African-American community and even barred them from the premises. Secondly, they worked to end racially motivated violence. African-Americans were violently targeted for the crime of speaking out against racism. However, it went even further than that. Uh, the The racial violence was so commonplace that it seemed like any issue an African-American spoke in favor of was often met with violence. Finally, they worked for equality of opportunity. And they uh, go into detail here about the history of the of African-Americans and employment and other financial matters, uh, such as purchasing a home. Now, uh, the article goes through some more civil rights information, talking about the mindset of the people involved in the protest. Um, it talks about uh, today, how, you know, whites outnumber blacks almost five to one. And 
the only reason that the civil rights movement during this time succeeded is because the African Americans and whites found common ground and worked together to end the bigotry in the United States that they were facing. Now fast forward to today. Uh, we're a nation just as divided today as we were in the 1950s and 60s. Racism is still strong and shows no signs of going away. However, this time is different. Instead of whites being racist against minorities and people of conscious coming together to oppose it, people of conscious have been diluted to the point where they now oppose each other. Why? Because of social justice warriors. And this is where the, the article gets really interesting. And it goes on to say that the social justice warriors have become just as bigoted as the most extreme elements of white racism. Instead of pe peaceful protest and keeping the moral high ground in their protest actions, the SJWs are showing up to rallies with violent mobs armed with weapons, impoverished bombs, and uh, for the and showing up with the purpose of destroying public infrastructure and committing unprovoked acts of violence against white people, heterosexuals who disagree with them. Instead of finding common ground to oppose bigotry, social justice warriors have divided the civil rights movement more than white racists ever could. As a result, white racists sit back and laugh at the SJW movement as it continues to cannibalize and destroy itself. The uh, author here goes on to um, identify social justice warriors. They said he create, they created a systematic victim Olympics to divide themselves within their movement by their perceived oppression. It's gotten so bad that white civil rights activists that oppose racism are even being targeted for hatred by minority civil rights activists. Male feminists who oppose uh, misogyny are getting targeted by female feminists. And then it goes into the, the transgender movement. Um, even though there is zero support in biology for mammals being born the wrong sex, regardless of the trans movement, it has taken hold. Biology has long told us that gender is determined by DNA. However, the trans movement thinks that gender can be changed whenever someone feels like it. It's gotten so ridiculous that now people are thinking they are cats instead of humans. A middle-aged man thinks he's a six-year-old girl. Even more insane is a subgroup within the group who thinks that there are more than two genders. Perfectly healthy people are now calling themselves transabled, some even inflicting horrible injuries on themselves because they feel they should be disabled. And the transracial aspect. We have people now who believe that they are transracial, like Rachel, Rachel Dozzle, a Caucasian woman who thinks she's an African American. Now this, uh, by the way, that is one freaky broad. Yeah. In my personal opinion, one, she's white, but mm -hmm. she, she's holding herself out to be black mm -hmm. and standing by it, even though, even though she's been outed as being white. She, it's uh, just, she's, it's freaky. She just wrote a book, My Place in a Black and White World. Right, right, right. Um, but see, we're supposed to consider her black because she feels identifies like yeah. with being black. What the hell is wrong with these people? Now, this is the, the most important part of the article, I believe, is the conclusion. <clears throat> it goes on to state, well, any rational person would think this type of behavior is insane. They'd be right. Psychologists have long known this was the mental illness of body dysmorphic disorder, a form of delusion. Yet governments are now passing laws to enable these mental illnesses uh, to go even further. And I got an example of that after we're done with the article. More frightening is a realization that social justice warriors support the same bigoted beliefs of white supremacists. 
They want segregation in the form of safe spaces in college campuses and elsewhere, just like white supremacists. They have targeted people outside their subset within the social justice movement, including interracial relationships, just like white supremacists. They've targeted whites for unprovoked violence and discrimination, just like white supremacists targeted minorities. Finally, they've targeted anybody who disagrees with them by attempting to censor their freedom of speech, just like white supremacists have in the past. Social justice warriors want equality of outcomes, not equality of opportunity. However, history has demonstrated a long time ago that this is impossible. It's been tried with communism and failed horribly. It's time to return to sanity and stop the social justice movement from further destroying civil rights even further. Civil rights activists of conscience know that in order to oppose bigotry, we need to find a common ground of ethical people of all races and walks of life to stand together and oppose bigotry wherever we find it, whether it's neo-Nazis or social justice warriors. I thought that was a very insightful article, especially pointing out how these social justice warriors are basically no better than uh, you know, the white supremacist advocating segregation. And talk about uh, the example of um, crazy legislation. I found this just before the show. The Therapeutic Fraud Perversion Act of 2017. This is S928. This is a bill to prohibit as an unfair or deceptive act or practice Commercial Sexual Orientation Conversion Therapy. You heard me right. The Democrats are seeking to outlaw conversion. So if your son wants to live as a girl, and that's just fine, that's just fine with the, the Democrats, but, uh, as a parent, if you find a problem with this, and you want to change it, you could be charged with a crime for helping to accomplish this. That's if the Democrats in Congress have their way. The Democratic lawmakers this week introduced a bill that would ban the practice of conversion therapy, treatments that historically have targeted, this is their words, targeted the community, LGBT community, and claimed to be able to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. The propaganda is in the very first sentence. The individuals in question are not targeted any more than cardiac patients are targeted with healthy diets. That line is from the New American um, and their article they have on this. But it, it's just crazy. Uh, and in the first sentence of this bill, they say, being lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or gender nonconforming is not a mental disorder, disease, illness, illness deficiency, or shortcoming. And then they go on to, to, to cite uh, mental health experts and psychologists who verify it's not a mental disorder. But conversion therapy in this bill is defined as any practice or treatment by any person to change an, change an individual's sexual orientation or gender identity. Anybody. It can include a healthcare professional or a parent. Not that this bill will get passed, but it's pretty alarming and it goes to show you that the times that we live in, it's just, uh, it's absolutely crazy and, um, you know, how's this going to play? It's just going to continue to this is our war. country. This is a war against our morals, our background, our heritage, and our, re- our religious and spiritual beliefs. Yep. And, and that's that's all that, that, that this is. It's to take God out of our entire... It's to take God it's away. It's even further than that. I mean, well, they've removed but, God. It's to take morals. But yes, um, yes, yes. I, I mean, ultimately, ultimately. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, you know, and, and here's the, the, the argument of separation of church and state is a fallacious argument as, as it would be applied to this kind of, um, discussion. Um, because again, it, it goes back to our, our spiritual founding and heritage. You can argue all day long and, and accurately so that, that some of our, our founding fathers were, were not Christians. They were deists and of course yeah. they were, you know, the Masonic influence they were. and such. I, I understand. The separation that. of church and state, it, to me, is, is very clear. It's yes. that no church organization should take over state institutions and no state institutions should take over any religious organizations. It's, or right. the state can't well, promote a religion and the religion shouldn't be promoting the state. It's not that they can't. It's not that you can't pray at a city council meeting. Correct. It's, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's it, it, it. The onus is on the uh, the government as opposed to the people, I suppose. But yeah. Uh, but this is this really is an attack against our Christian faith. And once more, just to be clear, this country is a Christian, Judeo-Christian country. In the story, it's not a Muslim country. It's not Hindu. It's Judeo-Christian and, and, and Christian. And, and you know, it's kind of funny to me that that these intellectual arguments about about this can can be can go on for days. Uh, I just simply won't entertain that. Not because I don't want to expend the intellectual energy to discuss it, uh, things like this. Well, it's a simple it's it's bottom line. The, the bottom line: the constitutional rights are. are you know, piggyback off the Ten Commandments, the basic rights of life, and the things that are outlined in the Bible. But even more so than that, regardless of the founders' religion, the settlers and the people who made this country um, from Mayflower the beginning to end, you know. you know, have been a majority Christians. Even today, what seventy, seventy-one percent of Americans identify as Christians. But see, and okay, when they know, say we're not a Christian nation, they can't be <laughs> correct in the sense that we're not a Christian government. But we've always been a Christian society. But but we, in a sense, we are a theocracy. And and I and think about this. I believe that that all countries are theocracies, even if it's atheist in nature. I, I that's a discussion I really don't want to get into because it would be it would take too long. But I believe that we American is a America is a theocracy, and it's a, a Judeo Christian uh, or a Christian theocracy but again if people might be screaming saying oh you're no that's wrong but see all of this goes to for example the uh, Burgerfeld decision uh with homosexual uni- unification some say gay marriage it's like gay marriages uh, the homosexual uh situation of a Burgerfeld uh that the supreme court ruling we said everyone everyone with a brain would, was saying look if you Quote, legalize homosexual marriage is going to invite a lot of um, perversion into things. When you look at it, look how far the perversion has gone in such a short amount of time, in part because fueled by the Obergefell Supreme Court decision. Even though courts don't make laws, they interpret laws, and they're non-binding outside of the parties. And, but we've fallen for a huge lie. And that, of course, goes to the social justice warriors who have taken on the mantle of uh, fighting for, you know, quote, gay rights, homosexual rights, and then we all of a sudden have 31 pronouns in New York State for a person, which is just totally ridiculous. There's two. There's two genders. There's the, the male and female. If you're something else, then 
<laughs> to me, that's a mental illness. Nothing short of a mental illness. But this all ties into the, 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 um, the domestic violence we're seeing. You see how, uh, God, of course, is not the father of confusion. And if we want to identify this as a spiritual problem, which I believe it is, we have to look at the good versus evil war that's going on. But, but look, the basis for all of the civil unrest that we're seeing, I believe, this does trace back to, uh, the agenda to rend, tear down this country, to rip out the, uh, our, our Christian hearts, uh, the soul of this country. And, and it's people like you who tune, tune into the show. Not too many people, not too many shows will talk directly about this or, or mix the political with the spiritual. There, there, should, there are shows out there, of course, but the, the not wars, in the mainstream. No, no, of course not in the mainstream. Um, oh, by the way, little side note, you, you were told, telling me that Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough is... And uh, Mika. And they, Mika they, are, uh, they got a right. thing, yeah. Uh, I just have two words for uh, Mika. Lori Klazudis. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but they wouldn't... They wouldn't and that's, but never mind. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, who... Boy, I didn't see that coming. Anyway... Uh, of course, Mika Brzezinski. I don't even know that's news, but, but yeah, I don't either. But um, but anyway, so so uh, look at this, and I guess this is kind of the takeaway from from these two segments: is look at look at everything that we're seeing take place, whether it is that lone blogger in the pajamas, uh, or a significant conservative author, or just a a writer, a contributor to a, a website that suddenly. Um, takes leave, intellectual leave, and attacks others. You have to wonder what's going on there, and I think this is part of a larger picture, and it, it ties right into what the, this this larger agenda of the social justice warrior thing, but it even goes even deeper than that, higher than that. Of course, you've got the occult, you've got the May Day, you've got the communism. And don't forget, communism, it was infused into our government in the post-World War II era, and the, com- the, the, the red green access that we're seeing right now that is to say the communist revolutionaries revcom the anarchists who have teamed up with them and the islamic component to that we're seeing a very uh, these unholy alliances developing who would have ever thought that you would see this kind of alliance well is it the enemy of my enemy is my friend that's part of it but you've got the lifeblood of these movements having the same uh, financial mm-hmm. sources. One so, financial source. Well, you know, <laughs> in people, many, people, in many people point to George Soros, and, and he's a big one. But there are others. You've got yeah. just look at the look at the look at the so-called uh, philanthropists in in the, the the people with the the billions of billions of dollars. Okay. <laughs> You just do some digging. All you have to do is go down a couple of layers. You can see the incestuous relationships between um, among these people. I, I want to mention this real quick. Uh, keep your eye on this, folks. Huma Abedin is the subject of a federal investigation. How many people know that? I don't know. Um, of course, she was sidelined during uh, Obama's uh, or yeah. during uh, uh, Hillary's campaign. But I, I saw. I think uh, we post, I posted an article about yeah. that last week on okay. the Hagman Report. Keep your eyes on this because this is big news. 
delivery lady of the studio dog at my office. This is good. Also, uh, uh, go an interesting ahead. note, the 100-day, uh, Trump's 100 days is tomorrow. And there's an interesting article on Breitbart, as well as um, the Washington Free Beacon. They have a, a counterpart to the Trump 100 days, the Democrats' first 100 days, which I'm going to post this on Hagman Report because uh, it's really good, and it outlines... Um, the reverse side of the president's first 100 days in office by analyzing the uh, opposition and what the Democrats have to show for the first three months of the Trump era. And, you know, it's um, it's really good. But Trump's first 100 days in office, uh, Breitbart reports, establishment goes to war to halt president's agenda. And it talks about how the first 100 days in office have been clouded by unprecedented uh, opposition by the Democrats and the media coalition and outside agitators attempting to disrupt the billionaire presidential agenda to smear top officials so seeds of discord and chaos and delegitimize this already historic presidency. Folks, Chris, uh, I want to say one thing real quick. Christine, the, the, Christine, we're getting your emails. Thank you so much for keeping, keeping us updated. Go ahead. When we come back, Josh Tolley will be with us along with Dave Hodges. Josh Tolley from the Josh Tolley Show and Dave Hodges from the Common Sense Show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. What Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right. You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke and fully self-contained for clean storage and transport because it's so efficient it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire so don't rely on gas or fuel stoves prepare your family prepare for yourself order a Minuteman rocket stove today it's going to make bad times much better folks MinutemanStove.com MinutemanStove.com need I say more you should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an MOK. For investors, Timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, 
Trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com. PreciousTimberProfits.com. edition this friday edition of the hagman and hagman report we are going to be joined this hour by josh tolly and dave hodges smackdown on the new media that's the title of the show and we're going to hear from um, both josh tolly and dave hodges both are hosts of their own um, great shows the josh tolly show and dave hodges the common sense show and they've been on the front lines investigating and uh, exposing uh, Everything that's been going on from the geopolitics to the uh, attack on the media uh, for years and years now. And, and Josh Tolley and, and Dave Hodges both are, are uh, Josh has really got a good show. handle on, by the way, I just want to say Josh has got a good handle on, on this topic. Um, I, I respect what he's got. He, he's, he really, he kind of gets into the, both the problem and the solution. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know who better to talk about? You know where the the media, how the media landscape has been changing over the years, and you know the the rise of the alternative media and the falling of the mainstream media. Then two of uh, uh, I'd say the alternative media's uh, top guys, Josh Holly and Dave Hodges. Josh, welcome back to the show. Hey guys, always great being with you. Good seeing you guys. It's good to be seen, and it's good seeing you as well, folks. If you're watching this live on YouTube Live, there's Josh Tully. Again, Josh Tully's show. If you if you haven't ever tuned into his show, do so. So much valuable information. His analysis is spot on. Josh, start us out here, my man. What are well, we, it, go ahead. What it's we? it's interesting. You know, we've talked before about how there's this attack on media, and it's fascinating to me how we're seeing that attack escalate. Originally. It was kind of like the left dominated the media, and that was the way it was for a long time. It was like this this mainstream left-leaning domination for a couple of generations. And then along came conservative talk radio, and then a little bit of uh, liberty-minded conservative television. But now there's an attack on anything that represents the truth, and here's the scary part. It comes from both sides, and we've talked about this before on your show. There's this war on what's called fake media or fake news. But the problem is that the governments around the world are the ones that are determining what is and what is not fake. And whenever that happens, that's obviously a problem. And the United, the United States of America is no exception to that. We, too, are fighting fake news. And as we talked about on the show, it doesn't matter even if you're a Republican or a pro-Trump supporter... The war on fake news, quote-unquote, 
is happening. It's happening fast. And both sides are trying to fight it. Uh, Donald Trump said he's after fake news, and he called CNN fake news, and, and a lot of Trump supporters are like, yeah, get them, get them. But wait a second. The government should never say what is and what is not fake. I think CNN is as worthless as the bottom side of a newspaper inside of a birdcage, but still, the government shouldn't be the one to determine what is and what is not fake. That's where this crosses a line, and anybody who's been paying attention to alternative media for over 24 months is starting to see some very big red flags here. You're absolutely right, Josh. And, um, you know, with the term fake news, one thing that, that's not talked about when we talk about fake news is the mainstream media's role and, and propaganda. You know, when we see the, the with the Internet, we saw the explosion of uh, the alternative media, of citizen journalists, and we also saw the, you know, the, the fake news narrative launch. But when you look back uh, throughout history, at least in the last, you know, 50 years, um, from the first Iraq war uh, to, I mean, there's just a number of, of Wait a fake news stories that were presented by the government, by the mainstream media, that are never categorized as fake news. And if you want the, and where did fake news get Look, to start I, from? I, I, it was the mainstream media. But hold on, Joe. Hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. And, and, and uh, Josh, here, here's my problem with this. The, the phrase fake news is being used by people on the right and left as a comeback for issues or stances, positions they don't agree with. It is ill-defined, it is improperly used, and it has been a phrase that has been weaponized. And does, much like conspiracy theorists, fake news is now the new uh, phrase of choice, and it really angers me. Go ahead, sir. Well, not only not only is it just a phrase to discredit people, but it's one that's coming with consequence. See, in, in Europe right now, countries like Spain and Germany and Italy and Sweden are passing rules and laws against fake news. So if something is deemed fake and it is spread on social media, then those social media hubs are held responsible for that fake news and they're subject to massive fines. So before, let's say, let's just pick something like Bigfoot or something. Let's say you posted something about Bigfoot ten years ago. You might have been called, oh, a conspiracy theorist or, or some sort of late night sort of entertainment or whatever. But now, if it's considered fake news, then Facebook gets a fine of like $28,000 per post. So now Facebook has to come along and eliminate all the fake news, which of course they're glad to do since they're on the, the inside of this thing anyway. But the point is that this isn't just na 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 boo boo. It's now you get punished. And that's where this crosses some very, very dirty lines. Before, it could be, okay, fine. If you don't want to believe him, don't believe him. Maybe he didn't see an alien. But now it's completely different. Then what's considered fake now is stuff that most of us have been reported on. So one of the examples of fake news that they're giving as a, a story to kind of take off the, the Internet are stories about, like, Hillary Clinton and her illnesses. Remember, the official story was she had pneumonia like 28 times in two weeks. Well, if anybody was questioning that, like, hey, I had a neurologist on the show. He said that's not pneumonia. That's considered fake news. That now can be punished. And that's where this gets creepy. And we might say, well, a lot of us haven't been punished yet. But the yet is the key word because the fact is they're coming. They're coming after us. And they're taking down big names, too. 
anybody who's talking about the truth is now subject to, to punishment, dismissal, public humiliation, you name it. So it's one of those things that consumers of true media, and here's the thing, I like to consider alternative media the real media, because the media used to be the people asking the questions. Asking the questions was never a bad thing. Today, it's looked down on, not only by people in the establishment and in people in the mainstream media, but our fellow citizens. If you start asking questions, oh, you're just crazy. You're one of those nuts. So I want to applaud people who consume media like ours, but at the same time tell them you got to be ready because this is coming. And I kind of want to, at some point tonight, talk into possible solutions for this attack too because just knowing it's coming does us no good if we don't have a counter to it. No, you're absolutely right, and we will uh, have time, and, and uh, we'll make sure that we hit on the solutions aspect because as many of our listeners and, and people know that it's just as important to talk about the, if not more important, to talk about the, the solutions as it is the problem. Uh, Dave Hodges from The Common Sense Show we have with us now. Dave, welcome to the show. Well, it's good to be here, guys, uh, as we fight for our collective lives, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Dave, and you heard uh, Josh Josh talking about uh, the issue of fake news, the fake news meme, that that whole narrative. You're you're familiar with that. Uh, you, you heard that. Continue with that. Well, the thing I would say, and I think you guys covered a lot of salient points here, and it's just it's. Uh, I feel like I'm repeating to the choir here because fake news is the euphemism to shut you up. It's, it's basically what they're saying is I don't agree with what you say, so I'll label you fake news. Uh, Doug, I think it was you that said it's the new conspiracy theorist term. Uh, so it's a psyop term. It's absolutely correct. And what, what they're basically saying too, and this is the one thing I think I would like to shift the emphasis off of us and onto the masses. And what the powers that be behind the leftist media are saying is you're too stupid, you're too dumb, and we're having too good a time raping you, robbing you, and murdering you, and stealing all the rest of your assets. So you can't know the truth. We're going to keep you in the dark. We're not going to let you know. And that's the message that I think that we really need to be conveying. More than the fact that they're taking away our livelihood, more than the fact that we can't even make ends meet to stay on the air, what's really going on here is total news blackout. Total news blackout. Let me give you an example. I've done a couple of experiments. I've gone in and I've grabbed a Fox News story or a CNN story, and I've looked at their take on it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to publish something on YouTube that's exactly the same story, but I'm going to give a conservative bet, and I'm going to keep it in the meter between four and six, not go extreme on the one or ten side. And boom, right out of the box, demonetized. Yet the CNN and Fox story, not demonetized. I'm fake news. They're not. They disagree with me. They agree with Fox and CNN. Hence, there's the whole scenario right there, guys, in a nutshell. Josh, uh, your response to that, have you experienced that? Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. And and then you get edited and barred from websites. We've had it so people can't even post my name in a Facebook post and have that post posted. You delete my name and then, you know, same post can go up. So, yeah, there are filters, and, you know, Dave's right. It's It's to put a lid on what is and what is not exposed because gone are the real journalists. You know, I had um, 
Dan Rather on the show. And he said, right, and people can go look it up. He said, right on my show, he said, in the 38 years or 36 years he was with CBS, not one show was his own reporting. It was all fed to him. Well, what happened to the reporters who wanted to chase down the stories? Those are gone. Now you have these people who want to look great. Have you noticed how all reporters could be models? So you have these reporters who want to look great, who want to have massive celebrity followings, get endorsement deals and Instagram likes, and gone are the people who actually go after stories, and then arises the alternative media. So they squish that too, and they they push they put a lid on us. So yeah, it's exactly what they're saying. They, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean you're you're exactly right, and um, the you mentioned this earlier, the fact of asking questions. When when did asking questions become a bad thing or a sign of you know uh, you know losing your mind? As, as you said, you know people who are asking questions. They're all tell them. Prompter readers, though. Well, not, yeah, now they are, and that that goes back to to what Josh, what you're saying about the the journalistic integrity. Um, you know, there used to be standards and, and ethics in in the profession of journalism. You you'd find a story, or or you'd follow a story. You'd ask questions. You'd get to the truth. You'd report your findings. And as my dad just said, and as you said, now uh, these people are nothing more than you know glorified script readers, and. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just amazing where uh, how far um, down the toilet this the, the profession of journalism has gone. Well, uh, Dave Hodges, what's the most egregious thing that you're seeing right now with respect to the the, the issue of the media and the the? Well, I'm going to date myself here, guys. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, right when you brought this up. Uh, the most egregious thing are there are no more Peter Arnett's, and what I mean by Peter. Peter Arnett, he was a reporter for CNN. He uncovered the use of sarin gas in Vietnam and the fact that we had used sarin gas. And he had this story nailed to a T, and you never heard of Peter Arnett again. That's where all the independent journalists have gone. You cover something that the other side, the liberal left loonies, don't want covered, you are out of work and you do not work again. And that's the most egregious thing. And you're absolutely right. There is no independent journalism. It's total and strict propaganda. It's the propaganda network show. There is no news. And that's right, Dave. And, and one thing that, you know, in today's world, um, if you find a reporter, uh, like you just mentioned, somebody who, who um, does a the good job getting the facts of the story, exposing something that maybe uh, is being uh, Left, you know, to get no attention on purpose, and then they're being, you know, forced out of their job, uh, or you have the, like people like Michael Hastings, uh, where mm-hmm. you have instances like that. But today, there's an opportunity for um, disenfranchised journalists from mainstream media to go and start their own um, their own organization. The only problem with that is is the uh, the resources that is needed to do something like that, and the coverage. You're obviously you can't start from scratch and expect to. to Gain a, a, a considerable amount of audience unless you have the right connections. But um, we uh, are kicking the crap out of the all, all, out of the out of the uh, mainstream media. We are destroying their numbers during the election cycle. And J- Doug, I know this is true for you. Josh, I'm assuming it's true for you. It's true for us. I was outdrawing Wolf Blitzer by a ratio of two to one and three to one on a regular basis. People 
who had contact with me versus contact with him. That's what they can't tolerate. This is why YouTube is doing what they're doing. This is why Google is attaching malicious email messages to my emails that people forward. Or when Steve Quayle publishes something for the Common Sense Show and people go to my website, about one in three people are getting this is a malicious website from Google. They're doing it because they can't stand it on two counts. One, they want the furtherance of the propaganda that will lead to this new world order. And number two, we're kicking the crap out of them financially, and they can't take it. So they got to cheat. they got to misuse their monopolizations, their monopolies. They're violating antitrust laws. But the problem is they got more money than God, and they're really outside our legal reach. Josh, what, um, what setbacks or changes have you noticed on YouTube that uh – you know, we've, and Dave just mentioned some, we've gone through things from, you know, demonetization of individual videos to the outright ban on being able to, to monetize videos. Um, you know, we yeah. ran into problems with using the wrong words or, you know, talking about Islam or, uh, what, what challenges and, and changes have you seen on YouTube that has changed the way you've had to, to work or, um, this well, really, you know, a, a lot of a lot of the initial things like titles and keywords, and you know, you name it something else, so nobody really knows what it is until it's already out there and all that sort of stuff. Because largely, they just use algorithms to filter through the content. So having to go through that, but I think something that we're really witnessing now is making it illegal, and and this is a point that can't be stressed enough. We just had the foreign disinformation or countering foreign disinformation and propaganda act. This is insanely important because what this does is it moves us directly to that point where the government can now legally claim something as fake news. And it's not a coincidence that all radio signal has gone digital now. I air on traditional terrestrial radio stations, right? Every station that carries my show is a digital signal now and it has a, um, a basically a kill switch that was part of the, the change about two, three years ago. Well, now television has done the exact same thing. Now all broadcasters have to broad, broadcast digitally, and they can kill it. Where an analog signal, you, you, you could take, before you could take a potato, some salt water, a piece of wire, and create a radio that broadcasts. Well, now you have to go through a digitized system it's kind of like they they put a control on the pipe. And then they move forward with this countering foreign disinformation and propaganda act, and people think, well, it's okay because Trump's president now, and that is 100% irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant who the president is because, as we know, the president's only there for so many years. So even if this guy is St. Peter on a cracker, we still have to deal with this law once he's gone. However, we know he's fighting quote-unquote, fake news, too. And while there might be an appearance of bringing in an alternative media, and I hope it's true, and hallelujah if it is, there's still that, that framework that gets to say what is and what is not fake. And here's where it gets even more dangerous. If you remember, before Barack Obama left office, we were handing control of the Internet over to an international body. Well, you might say, well, that's countering foreign disinformation. Well, if the Internet is now in control of the, or if the foreign community is now in control of the Internet, then all Internet traffic is, in a sense, foreign information. And just like we saw with PRISM, when um, 
Snowden leaked what was going on with that. What they would do if they wanted to get an international warrant, because, of course, Barack Obama told us we're not spying on you Americans, they would just route your cell phone call through a cell phone tower in Toronto, bring it back into America, and now it's an international call. They can listen to you all they want without a warrant. Well, they do the same thing with your Internet feed. They'll just ping it off of the Bahamas, bring it back, boom, now it's an Internet signal. Now they can do whatever they want to with it. And that's the thing that people need to remember, that we need, we, we are fighting what used to be just a lopsided scale. Now it's a lopsided scale with a couple bats and a handcuff or two. So that's what I see. You know, um, there's an interesting article that shows a, a, a video from March of, of Eric Schmidt from Google saying, we're not arguing for censorship, we're arguing just to take it off the page. Uh, this is Google CEO Eric Schmidt was asked by Fox Business how they plan to deal with extremist content, and Schmidt responded by uh, mixing in fake news with extremist things and suggested their computer algorithms will determine what's true, but bottom line is say that they want to um, just remove it from the page. Uh, as you said earlier, Josh, the, the fake news term and then the add in the extremist uh, label, how can, I mean, this is, there's no clear definition. And as Dave pointed out, something that CNN reports, he could report the exact same thing um, and he'd be deemed, you know, an extremist or fake news and, and while CNN is allowed to um, continue. I know we're going to talk about solutions in a little bit, but any suggestions on, on how to, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier changing the title of the video to something that you know, has nothing to do with it as a way of getting around it. That might work for you know certain um, topics, and, and but I, I just don't see that as a solution for um, as a way to make all your content. But is there uh, any way as, from what we're doing to get? I mean, to have people write to their congressmen. What can we do to make sure that you know there are no laws or, or things passed that? Uh, leave the labeling and, and defining of what is extreme and what is fake to the government. Well, I think I think step one is to to get a handle on the definitions, because before me and Dave came on in the first hour, you guys were talking about pronouns in New York. Well, we have things called hate crimes, where if you say the wrong thing, it is now a crime. Because somehow they can read your intentions and your emotions when they when you said it. So we have to get to this point where we start actually putting down some legal definitions and getting rid of the emotional ruling of a country and go back to a logical ruling of a country. If we are to... Here, here's the thing. If, if we're going to do this, it's not going to be at a D.C. level. It's just not. It... Sun Tzu would even tell you, you never fight an enemy on the field of battle that they designed. Well, D.C. is a field of battle that the enemy designed. That's why they constantly want us thinking, how do we go after the White House every four years? Meanwhile, most of us don't know who's on the ballot for next year's mayoral run. So we have to refocus on, on what we can control. And even to the certain point where... Um, and we'll talk about this in a little bit with solutions, but even to the point where we start setting up low-power FM stations. If if every uh, listener to the Hagman Report set up a low-power FM station for under $100, you can start broadcasting the Hagman Report on regular analog, because it's, it's low-power, 
and you could kind of envelop the, the, the primary areas with the message anyway. And I think part of it, too, is getting back to print. There's a reason why Russia is getting rid of email intelligence and going back to print. And I think to a certain extent, as much as we love the clicks and the likes and the rev shares and all the stuff from, from YouTube, there's going to come a point where if, if we don't have printed content that we are once again distributing to our followers, then our followers are going to be left out in the dark. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, Dave, I want to, uh, ask you, uh, being that you have a, the, the Common Sense Show and, and the website, um, and I don't believe you're on any, any terrestrial, um, any terrestrial stations, uh, what are some Actually, of the ways that Actually, we are, we are on some terrestrial stations, yeah. I broadcast through a number of networks, one of which is Red State Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, okay. and, uh, we have Northern California affiliates. And, you know, the way I find out about the affiliates is is uh, I hear from the people who listen because we have open source, so people are just coming and grab the signal, which is fine. But, yeah, we do both. We, we do digital, we do, uh, and we do terrestrial. Um. What are some of the ways that um, that you're being uh, censored? And when I say censored, uh, you know, we see the we've talked about what's going on on YouTube, but with social media and the internet, um, you know, from shadow banning on Twitter to the you know the search pages. If you search for the Common Sense Show, um, have you been knocked down? What What are some of the ways of censorship that are going on that people might not be aware of? Well, you just mentioned the one on when I write articles. Um, I frequently catch in Google pushing down, and um, it's funny. Don't be. There was a site today that actually was running an article plus a YouTube video of mine, and they were higher up on the search list, and they only had maybe like 500 people that went to their site. And here's the original source, mine, with many more times the volume of traffic, and Google had pushed me all the way down the bottom of the page. And this site was like six, seven places above me. So it's it's clear and it's deliberate. Um, I kind of live this vicariously through my friend Mike Adams. Uh, Mike was uh, completely delisted with Natural News for a week, and I helped jump in with this and call attention to it. And then one day, someone at Google decided, well, I guess we can list him again. So they're not above delisting. And I know Alex Jones put something out on Infowars a few weeks ago where he said he expects this to happen a lot. So they do that. That's uh, that's that's one real big thing they do. Uh, probably the most blatant form of censorship. I was going to be the first non-mainstream media to uh, interview Ammon Bundy, and uh, you're right here on Global Star where our show airs. And Todd, our producer, was getting ready to bring Ammon on, and everything went black. And you know, we got two different satellites were on, as you guys know, and they both went down. Our listen by phone, which is independent, yep. went down. Uh, we couldn't do anything that night, and we kind of had to trick the system. We got Ammon on Skype the next day. Dave, I'm going to have to stop you there. Brother, I'm going to have to stop you there. We're up against the up against a break. Uh, two broadcasting luminaries, Josh Tully, Josh Tully's show, Dave Hodges' Common Sense Show. Folks, uh, you're listening to the gold. Let me tell you, I'll be right back with both Dave and Josh. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. And by the way, what what we all can do about it.
Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Masterpreps.com, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you possibly want from cooking utensils, cooking frying pans. I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family. Masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Caring Personal Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to aging major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We're offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Remedies Kit. It contains 12 homeopathic remedies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues. And so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys kit at www.changepostandwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. You can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Welcome back to this edition of the Hagman Hagman Report. Two uh, two broadcast. Uh, two. Uh, sorry about that, folks. I uh, I was I was looking at uh, Eric or the Eric the Tech, and he was conveying a message to me. Uh, shame on you, by the way. Does your mother know that? Never mind. I'm kidding. Uh, two broadcast professionals, uh, luminaries in, in their field, uh, Dave Hodges and Josh Tolley. Dave was right before the break was saying about the, uh, kind of advancing on the digital aspect of things and the censorship, which I find pretty fascinating, or what appears to be censorship. Dave, go ahead and finish your thought. Then I'm going to, we're going to kick it to Josh. Uh, he's got, uh, he said something that, uh, 
I, I really found it interesting. But, but go ahead, Dave. Finish your thought on this. This is great. By the way, Dave's going to be with okay. us into the next segment. Uh, Josh has got to run, but Dave will be with us. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Well, guys, I, I, I would I would say this: the the genre that we are operating out of has to adapt. Uh, we couldn't foresee what was coming. I mean, when we got started in the alternative media and started to grow, we were using the big boys and really our enemies' platforms. And we've discovered that because they have the platforms, it's the golden rule. You know, he who has the gold makes the rules, and now we're suffering because of it. People are going to be losing a lot of their news sources because of the demonetization and censorship policies, and there's going to be fewer of us broadcasting. There's no question about it. Um, I'm going to be scaling back, and we can talk about when we get to uh, uh, solutions, but uh, we're going to see a lot of this going on, and so we have to adapt. Uh, the truth will not just go away. The truth won't be extinguished, but um, the truth is going to have to change forms. And so when we get into solutions, I think we can explore what some of those things are. But uh, to sit here and jump up and down and scream and yell and say that's not fair, you know, we'll get sympathy for about five minutes from the audience, but at the end of the day, we're left with a that's not fair, and we're losing our shirts, and the people aren't getting what they need in the volume that they were used to getting it. So and, and that's kind of where they, I see yeah. it's at at the present moment. Exactly, and it's interesting how the uh, how all of this affects the end user, the consumer, because it does push the consum- consumer into it, just like a just like a row of stores, for example. If you got you've got five stores of the same item, uh, with it, you know having the same item, uh, you've got some choices there. You've got some a lot of dynamics, and if you're funneled into one, um, you don't have any choice. And it, it, it's that might be a, a stretch of an analogy, but. But, but there it is. Um, Josh, I'm going to kick it to you because, uh, and by the way, I got an email today, Dave, about um, uh, somebody was uh, yapping, uh, saying, well, martial law, you know, Dave Hodges referencing the martial law. Martial law will never, ever, ever, ever be implemented here in the United States. And um, Josh, you had an interesting, you, you made an interesting statement. Uh, just to go ahead, uh, kind of merge all that together. Uh, yeah, exactly. I just to piggyback on what Dave was saying, you know, I think sometimes the end user doesn't realize the censorship is happening because they don't know what they didn't have access to a moment ago. Like let's say Dave puts up five articles, just as an example, and three of them get censored. Well, the end user only says, "Oh, he put up two articles. Great. We have freedom." No, you have three that you're never going to see because they got pulled. And I think the end user hasn't really fully grasped how real this actually is. You know, what we were fearing happening five years ago is happening. It's happening now. And and as much as I love being an American, our colleagues in Europe and in Asia, this is way, way, way worse for them. You know, Turkey right now is listed as the number one place for journalists to end up in prison. And our current administration praises the leader of Turkey and the job he's doing. So, it's it's interesting when you talk about that and then compare it to martial law. I had somebody recently ask me, you know, do you really think do you really think we're ever going to have martial law? And I just kind of laughed and I said, what do you think martial law looks like, sweetie? I mean, think about it. You can't leave the United States without permission. You can't come back in without permission. You can't build a fence over 24 inches in the city I'm in, thanks to UN regulations. You can't build onto your bathroom without permission. 
You can't collect rainwater in 17 states. You know, you look at all this stuff you cannot do without permission. That's martial law. And it's almost like we're a dog, right? We expect it to be boots in the street, some sort of police state apocalyptic movie, and that's what martial law is really going to look like. But you only institute martial law because you have control. Well, you, they have control. They have control. Look at the permissions we have to give on the phone just to activate the phone that's in all of our pockets. And it's kind of like this. It's kind of like a dog in a yard. A dog in a yard knows that they're kept in a yard if there's a big silver fence. They know they're in captivity. Well, today, it's, we're like the dog, but the fence is gone. It's an invisible fence. And the dog thinks they're free. They think, oh, I'm now free, I'm now free, until they try to run across that line. And as soon as they do, wham, they get you. And then the dog realizes, hey, wait a second, I was never really free anyway. I was just kind of docile and playing in the little area they gave me to play in. So in reality, in a very real sense, the only thing we're missing is the boots in the ground because control-wise, we're there. They could kill this broadcast right now if they wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Josh, I know your your feelings on on the government uh, getting involved in in areas, um, and then you know them completely ruining it. And a great, great example you gave uh, when we were in Dallas last year was marriage. How you know people began asking the government to get involved in marriage, and then we see you know uh, that that was the problem instead of um, people just following what the what the Bible said and getting the government involved. You know, led to this bureaucratization and, and all these other th- things, all these other things. What is your uh, thoughts on, w- with Trump in the White House, a Republican uh, House and Senate, should their involvement be in, uh, if the censorship uh, that we see is getting out of hand, in, in net neutrality, should should we see or expect to see any government interference into uh, what we're seeing going on in the media? From the censorship issue, uh, you mentioned the fake news earlier, um, or do you see? Uh, do you believe that it will only make things worse? I think that what what road we are on, we are going to continue to be on. Whether it's delayed or slowed down under Trump, great. But the road is still happening, and you know the the, the regulation is still present. And if you haven't been paying attention, look at the Republicans. What have they been doing that is so awesome? I mean, here they had both houses in the House, or in, in the White House, basically an open field, run with the ball, do whatever you want, and yet at 100 days, no major legislation has been passed, including repealing the stuff they promised to repeal. So confidence in these people is, is somewhere below negative 20. So the reality is that, yeah, I, I completely expect the control to continue, especially as we enter in a worldwide society. I mean, think about this. What is a worldwide government, right? Everybody fears worldwide government. And again, we think apocalyptic movies, some Xerxes character is going to stand on top of a building someplace and say, now you're all under me. Wait a second. We're all under Google. Google's policy affects me here. It affects my broadcast in Turkey. It affects my broadcast in Chile. I am under a worldwide policy of governance. It's even called a policy of governance. So in a very real way, we have a worldwide government. But again, because we're thinking we're looking for Xerxes, we're missing what's actually happening. See, the enemy got smart. The enemy said, hey, let's tie them up first before we announce ourselves. Through all history, 
the enemy would come through and say, here comes Xerxes, we're going to kill you, and then try to kill you, and people had time to resist and fight back. Well, now what they've done is they've kind of put the ropes around us first, and they're not announcing themselves until it's too late. That's where we're at. So that's why this conversation is so important, and I hope the people listening and watching understand how important this conversation is tonight and how important it is to share this video with others. Dave, what's um, what's your opinion on on uh, what you expect, if anything, from the Trump administration in dealing with uh, the media? And do you believe that if they do anything, it would be helpful or not? Do we lose you, Dave? Here, I'm having trouble, guys. Can you hear me? <laughs> no, okay. All right. Yeah, we can hear you. You're cutting out a little bit. Am I coming through? No, you're coming through fine, fine, Dave. Okay. Um, I don't know if you I heard the question. I a little cutout on my end. You know how Skype can be. Um, you guys really have summed it up very, very well. I, I think what we really need to look at here, if we could, before Josh goes, is what avenues we have available to us. How can we adapt and respond? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and Josh, coming back to you, um, again, last year uh, when we were at the conference, I remember you talking about new ways of communication, whether it was, um, you know, uh, putting information on, on in the laser pointers and, and beaming the yeah. information. Or uh, Can you explain what some of those uh, ways of communicating that most of us are unaware of? Oh, sure, sure, sure. And you know, what I was talking about was because even in terrestrial radio, all of those stations now have a digital signal. And it's it's one of those things that can be just killed like that. So in my hobby time, like I have any, I happen to be a ham radio operator. And in ham radio, we can do a lot of really cool stuff. And I'm not saying that ham radio is the, the answer. I'm just saying that it, it gives an, a kind of a window or an insight. I can attach an email message and send an email to Dave right now and do it without any Internet. So the Internet can be completely down. And I'm, and I'm sending emails. Matter of fact, before the Internet was even available to people, there were already text messages being sent across ham radio streams around the world, and they were just hooking it up to, at the time, like Commodore 64s. So there is a way to do that. But then somebody might say, well, how, what, what about jamming it and all that sort of stuff? Well, there's ways around that also, and that's what you were referencing just a second ago, Joe. You can, you can take a laser pointer... And it's, it's really kind of simple. I can teach people how to do it for like a, a $10 trip to, to Walmart. You take one of those laser pointers that you annoy your cat with, you take it apart and you use the laser part as a broadcast signal. That, that light beam is actually a radio wave. It's part of the electromagnetic spectrum. And you can attach a signal, a noise, music, an email, whatever, a picture file to that light and then shoot it to whoever you want. And, it, and this is the great part. Unless they physically get in, in front of that laser beam, they can't intercept it. They can't jam it. So you have, you have access to a lot of really, really awesome stuff, and it's all free out there. I mean, if, if people wanted to start, go to the Amateur Radio Relay League, ARRL, and just start digging through stuff because it's out there. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, the end-all, be-all solution, but it's, it's an example of modes of communication that most people are not even aware of. We're so reliant on the thing in our pocket these days that if it went out, we'd be done. 
And one amateur. more time, the amateur uh, amateur radio relay league, right? Amateur yeah. radio relay. Interesting. Yep, amateur radio relay league, and then you have magazines like uh, CQ and. Or, or to be honest, if somebody wants information on ham radio, you can email me. You know, I'm, it's kind of my geeky little hobby, so go ahead and email me. I'm just curious, uh, Josh, uh, and I want to be uh, obviously. Uh, um, I don't want to cut into Dave's time or your time, but I'm just curious. Can you buy just ham radio receivers, or do you need to have the whole unit? I'm, I, if you just want to, or I guess, what would be the point, right? No, no, no. That, that, that's a really good question. You can have receivers, transmitters, or transceivers. Okay. And you don't even have to be licensed to use the receiver. Right. So if you just want to listen, that's absolutely fine. And just between you, me, and the fence post, there are organizations of ham radio operators that plan on distributing information if this system goes down. They've been practicing it since the 20s. So it, it, it's already there. Hmm. And you don't have to have a license to listen at all. Huh. Interesting. All right. We got about uh, 12 minutes before yeah. uh, the end of the segment. Um, let's get into solutions because uh, I know Josh, you're going to well, be leaving us before the end. That's a big one, but go on. Go on. Yeah, what, what are um, uh, solutions? Uh, and, and I don't know what you're going to talk about in, in the way of solutions, but are we looking at um, ways around the censorship from, uh, you know, other alternative forms of, of disseminating the information or a different way of presenting the information. Or can we take Eric Schmidt uh, hostage? Is that... No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I think, I think part of it is what would be called radio. I think that's a huge part. Even, even in the, on the CB side of things, which is citizen ban, you can go grab you know, a used ham radio or a UCB at any garage sale for like $5.00. Uh, there's there's a, a nationwide network on Channel 3 that regularly meets across the world, and they have what's called a net where messages are relayed from one coast to the other coast via this net. So even if it's on CB, the, the, you know, radio is going to play a role, absolutely no doubt about it. But I, I think, again, um, adding a, a printed element, I know we are in the era of instant gratification and only getting our news by headlines we see on Facebook. But adding a printed element so that's up and running in that time of, of the net going down. I mean, think about it. Before the post office even existed, people got information around the world. So there's, there's a way to do it. It might be slow, but we need to start building those networks. And speaking of networks, start communicating with the people around you. It's amazing how many people around you are thinking and feeling the same thing, but they don't know who to talk to. It's 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 alarming to me how we know everything about the the guys who are just in the NFL draft, but you don't know who lives six feet to the left of you. So start creating those networks where you guys can start pooling information. So that way, as the information funnel might slow down, instead of you getting one bucket, your neighbor now might get a cup, and the next neighbor might get a cup, and it might add up to one bucket at the end of the day anyway. You know, and that kind of piggybacks on don't be so reliant on other people. Start looking into things. Start asking questions. We have to get back to this place where we ask questions again. And a great example of this, to be honest, a great example of, of how we see this playing out is with a controversial issue of this flat earth thing, right? Everybody's either pro or con. They're yelling at each other. I couldn't care less. But think about what that issue has done. It has caused everybody 
to learn something. Now, you have people who didn't even care about gravity learning about light refraction off of water molecules and rates of gravity. I mean, by asking questions, people are learning something. So we have to get back to that, too, and then really continue to get local, 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 local. They've convinced us that we can't have a good life unless we fix our city, and we can't fix our city unless we fix our county. Facts can't fix the county until we fix the state, can't fix the state until we fix the nation, and now they're telling us we can't have a good nation unless we fix the world. But it doesn't actually work that way. It's just like when you go on an airplane, in the case of emergency, an oxygen mask will deploy. You put your oxygen mask on first. So get back to that when it comes to, to information, when it, get, when it comes to, to liberty. What's going on in your neighborhood? I get the Illuminati is from, you know, 900 years ago, and the Rothschilds are part of it. Awesome. But what's happening to the water pipelines in your town? For goodness sakes, that thing I referenced with you can't build a 24-inch fence in my city is real. That's not hyperbole. And when I went to the meeting to protest it, there were two people there, for goodness sakes. So we have to get involved. People keep saying, what can I do? Start a business. Get out of this 50 to 60 hour a week thing that keeps you dead and broke. Start reading the Bible. Start looking around you. Be observant. What's going on in your neighborhood? If it wasn't for observant people, we would have no clue those airplanes are landing in the middle of the night with refugees on them that we've talked about before. But it was because one woman was saying, hey, wait a second, that plane isn't supposed to be here, that all of a sudden, boom, that entire story blew up. And now people in D.C. have to deal with it. So start being observant around you. Dave? Perfect. Dave? Uh, he's right. He's right. The, the answer is right in front of us. And uh, I think we better get moving, guys, because um, let me tell you what I'm seeing from YouTube. This is what's coming out of YouTube. And this is the latest through um, a source I trust. And I believe YouTube said this. Oh, hang on a little bit longer, oh, independent media. We're going to bring it back. And they're just stringing us to bleed us. Don't rely. And exactly. And, and, and what, what Josh said, Dave, is, is right on the money. I mean, we can't rely on anyone else. And, and you're right about that. You're right about, you know, just hang on. No, I ain't hanging on. And, and Josh, you mentioned the one thing about the, the you know, acting and thinking locally. Um, and that's very important because I want to just give you an example. Everybody remembers the Flint, Michigan water crisis where, um, all these celebrities and, and activists came out to protest the amount of lead in Flint's water. Well, a few weeks ago, there was a story, um, there was a local story for us here, but it was a national story that it didn't see get much attention and it showed 10 municipalities that had higher lead content in their water than Flint. And our city, Erie, Pennsylvania, was one of them. And, the, you know, we didn't see anything on the local news about it. It was barely even a, a mention of it in a blurb on national news. Yet with, with the Flint, uh, something that was not even as bad as, as these other ten cities they're, they're showing, you know, you have, uh, you know, celebrity and award shows and all these people, you know, bringing attention to this, which, which led me to think, you know, um, how effective or how doing a show a news show, a current events news alternative show about local issues, and then that that got me, you know, thinking a, a number of different down a number of different roads. 
But, um, Josh, what would your advice be if somebody were to start doing shows like uh, ours only locally? What would be the best way to to get that content distributed? Do you believe like a uh, you know guerrilla marketing tactics of going around handing out copies or putting them in mailboxes to uh, what maybe um, how would you get local airtime on both either TV or radio? What would be some of the steps you'd take to to get that off the ground? That's a great question. That's a great question. We have become so narcissistic that most people, when they think about, hey, how do I do something, it's about how do I do something in order to get famous. And that part is really killing our side of this this mission here. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Too many people are like, well, I'm going to start a, a YouTube show and become famous. And, and that's, no. If you're really going to do it, do it for real. Start being observant. And here's the other thing that it has to go with being local or national, for that matter. Start supporting the businesses that support you. Like every conversation that has to do with, well, the mainstream media is bad, or the Illuminati rules everything, or, you know, crazy uh, elite Jews, or whatever, all comes down to money, right? So put your money where the mouth is. If, 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 the, if the Hagmans have a sponsor, support that sponsor. Because the reality is that even though, yes, there are like six companies that rule media, there are still local stations. I just met with an owner like two weeks ago and said, hey, I have a, I have a show. Can I put it on? That was with one guy, and the conversation was, okay, yeah. Oh, that, that, that's it. But you have to be able to go out and, and support those sponsors. Because think about it. The reason the mainstream media got so big in the first place was because they had all the money. It used to be a network of thousands of independent little media companies out there, and they used money to gobble them all up. But our side of the argument wants everything for free. They, well, you know, just give me free, free, free. I don't want to spend $5 for a monthly subscription. Oh, no. But I'll drop $80 taking two kids to the movie and not complain about it, but heaven forbid those those Hagmans are greedy if they want $5 a month. That has to stop. That mindset is going to kill us. Yeah, very true. Um, and, you know, with the, the 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 prevalence of cable today, and we see, you know, the kind of money that is being raked in there, and then Dave talked about it earlier, you, you know, when you look at the numbers of people that uh, shows like yours and Dave's and other alternative platforms reach, it is, um, it's alarming to see. I mean, obviously it's, it's unfair, but the game is rigged. You can't expect to, to win in a rigged game, but you can, you know, continue to try. And that's what but we But that's have to because, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm, I, that's because we haven't been business people about it. Why does, why does a magazine with fewer subscribers than you guys have make $1.9 million a year, yet your show and I'm assuming it doesn't. Why? Because when it comes to YouTube and Internet, we're thinking, man, man, $21 per thousand is awesome. No, it isn't. That, 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 that wouldn't keep your local paper open. But yet we settle for it and go, oh, wow, that's so great. No, we have to treat this like a business because that's exactly what the enemy did. The enemy saw media and said, okay, this is only useful if we treat it as a business. And they did, and it worked. And now because of that, like Dave said, we are now fighting Goliath. 
There's there's no reason why a YouTube channel with as many subscribers as you guys are having is not making more than a magazine like Muscle and Fitness or or Yachting International because more eyes on target are coming to you than those magazines. Yet those magazines have massive office buildings, massive staffs, massive ad revenues where you can't even get a full page ad one time without a $20,000 drop in the bucket. But people will call you and say, well, if I give you $100, will you market my business? Stop it. Either pony up or sit down. I love it. I love it. Josh, I want to thank you so much for your gift of time for joining us tonight. I know you're a busy guy. By the way, Josh Tully, T-O-L-L-E-Y, uh, com, the Josh Tully Show. Uh, you can go to his website, joshtully.com. It's linked off of our, our website at program description as well. Uh, 50 states, all 50 states, uh, his show is heard in 160 countries, 100 or 16 million listeners. Uh, the guy, the guy knows what he's talking about, his book, Come on, say it with me, Evangelpreneur. Evangelpreneur. I was, I, you know, I was. One of these days. One of these days. I don't know. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, uh, Josh, thanks for thanks for being a part of this discussion tonight with uh, us and Dave Hodges. On the other side, Dave continues. Get ready, Dave. Buckle up, Josh. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much. See you later, guys. See the program clock. We don't have a program clock here. And Eric is saying, "Well, what are you going to do for the next thirty seconds?" Um, uh, okay, we're going to sing, right? No, we're uh, we're good. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back with our third and final hour on this Friday edition with Dave Hodges. Right after this, don't go anywhere. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, danielholdings.com. That's danielholdings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to danielholdings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. 
For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. The Hagman and Hagman Report. Dave Hodges, you know, Dave's a, a great guy. I've had the opportunity to get to know him and uh, really talk with him. He's, he's uh, uh, he knows his stuff, and he's got a, a he's got a premier radio show every Sunday night. If you're not tuned in, plugged into the Common Sense Show on Sunday nights, right here on the Global Star Radio Network, you're missing out. Um, he's, he allows us to to get to tag team, come in and talk with him for an hour. On our show. Despite that, you might want to tune in. Before we get back to Dave, and Dave's going to be with us for the rest of the rest of this uh, hour, which we just—I mean—and I want to thank him for his gift of time because you know Friday nights, Saturday, Sunday nights. I mean, think about this: we all have lives, and, and there's a lot of prep, a lot of stuff that goes into this. And I'm just going to say, just thank you, thank you to Dave Hodges, thank you to Josh Tully, thank you for everyone who's. Uh, with us listening to us live as well as via archive. But before we get to Dave, MinutemanStove.com. Have you, have you, have you gone there? Minuteman Stoves? Look, here's the deal. EMPs, whatever. You're going to need a source to, a heating source. You're not going to be able to use your kitchen stove. Ain't going to happen. Especially the, the modern ones. So what do you, what do you do? Minuteman rocket stoves are the best stoves on the market. I would not recommend any other stove than those from Minuteman. Minutemanstove.com. That's that's the place to go. They've got fire service. They've got an array of goods that complement and supplement the Minuteman rocket stove. We have used this, put it through its paces. This is the best stove out there, bar none. Now, if you're not, if you don't have one of these in your prep room, prep shelf, please get one be, be, before it's too late. And you know. Fear porn aside, oh, how dare you? Seriously, we all need to be prepared. If you have car insurance, if you have homeowner's insurance, if applicable in both cases, then I would recommend having the stove because you're thinking about the unforeseeable. You're preparing for what 
what lies ahead. Minuteman Rocket Stuff. Minutemanstuff.com. Make sure you tell them you heard it on Hagman and Hagman. Dave Hodges, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. And I, hey, I appreciate you letting me come on. And I, I um, was a little more reserved than normal because I really wanted to hear Josh. You know, I don't get to listen to him much because our schedules conflict. And uh, I wasn't disappointed. I, I found myself just saying, yeah, thought that, done that. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Josh. Uh-huh, yeah, right. And uh, um, he does have but a great know, command of the issues. And he's right on the know, money with what yeah. we need to be doing. And, and, and see... You guys complement one another very well, and, and this is all part of this, This, uh, in my view anyway, uh, this educational process, because what we're going through right now, at least in my view, is an educational process. You, Josh, us, we're not only learning, we're funneling that information that, that we learn to, to the audience, but you've got, um, uh, just continuing on a little bit more about this war against the new media. And again, I want to reiterate this for people just joining us. The fake news uh, phrase, I detest that. And I've seen that used uh, on t- Twitter feed. I don't really like Twitter that much. I have taken to Twitter on my personal account to make some statements that, that uh, about, about an issue that uh, uh, there's, a, there's a level of personal involvement there. But, but I, I've seen the fake news accusation. Oh, it's fake news. Fake news. Stop it already, especially if you are a conservative. Or if you use it, define it. Do not use it. But so anyway, um, because... Doug, you know what I do on, you, on YouTube? Yep. When someone uses fake news, when they use that phrase, fake news, I ban them. <sighs> I'm not putting up with it. You can tell me I'm a blank blank or a blankety blank and the son of a blank... But the minute you use the term fake news, you're gone. I don't want you back on my channel. I won't tolerate yeah. that term. I don't permit it uh, on my comment section on my website. I don't permit it in the comment section on my YouTube channel. We need to extinguish this term, not give life to it. And, and even Trump uses that phrase. And, and I don't really... I, it, it leaves more questions than answers. Look... Uh, uh, and it's Remember Time magazine, uh, the phrase of last year, uh, post-truth. What is what is that? It's, you know, I, I, I don't know, but that, that's just me. Um, but, but the, uh, and another phrase, of course, along with conspiracy theory, is fear porn. We're accusing you, yeah, that, me. That's, that's we, another one, exactly. There you go. Uh, you know, I just want to, uh, really? Fear porn? Um, we certainly don't get off on the headlines. It doesn't arouse us. It doesn't tantalize or it, it, I don't know. Well, Dave, I'll, I'll tell you. So, all right. Yeah. Um, where are we at here, my friend? Well, let, let me cover a part of this that we didn't get to in, in our segment with jo- uh, Josh Tully. The... Uh, it, the worm has turned a little bit, but I don't know that it's going to be enough to make a difference. And here's what I mean by that. I ran an article and did a podcast, a couple of podcasts on this a couple of weeks ago. I, I couldn't believe it when I came across some uh, tweets from the Boston Globe 
and from the Chicago Tribune that were complaining about their web traffic being down because of the, quote, fake news filters is what they were calling them. Really, they're the algorithms. And, of course, we're talking Google. And they were also centering on Facebook. And, you know, Facebook is a good way to kill traffic. If you kill the story on Facebook, uh, it doesn't bounce people back to their website. So they lose traffic. They lose advertising. And this was mainstream media. And so I shot something over to Mike Adams. I said, Mike, did you see this? A few hours later, he writes back to me and said, Dave, the New York Times is calling for an end to Google's domination of the Internet. And now the Washington Post has come out. They've been a little more subtle. But here's the point. Google and Facebook are forming a duopoly, you know, two monopolies at once. And what's happening is they don't care who they censor. They don't want something out there and it's on their search term for algorithms. It's gone. They kill the traffic. And they're hurting the mainstream media. They're hurting the mainstream media every bit as bad as they're hurting the independent media. So I found that to be absolutely a fascinating discovery. Now, you're kind of like, yay, yay, yay. It's kind of like, you know, when you're in trouble and your parents get in a fight over it, you kind of hope this focus goes back to them when you were a kid. And that's what you kind of hope is going to happen here. But I don't think so. I think that's wishful thinking. But it is interesting that Google could care less about the welfare of the New York Times, about the welfare of the Chicago Tribune. And I'll give you something to really kind of digest, too. Something I wondered, if they really don't care about mainstream media message and they're censoring across the board regardless of whose message it is, could something be coming that that is that big that they want no eyes on it at all, whether it's independent or mainstream? What do you think? I think that's um, a pretty tall task to ask for in this uh, digital age and the, the time of the Internet that we're in. It is possible, and we, we do see it, uh, and we see the omissions a lot. Um, but I don't know that, you know, the, the best they can do is keep it to a limited amount of attention. But, um, you know, you, you mentioned the article about the Chicago Tribune. I read that article. And another thing I found interesting about that article is it talked about how on uh, it t- talked about the Facebook, the advertising on Facebook. How, say you have your Facebook page for your show and you have 10,000 followers and you post something on Facebook. It's not going out to all those 10,000 followers. In fact, even if you advertise and, and you pay money to what they call boost your post, you're still only uh, hitting, you know, people who follow you. You're paying to hit the people who follow you. And even then, you can't. Uh, there's no option to make sure you it, it gets out to all of them. And so there's a number of ways, you know, in in the the omission, um, as you you just alluded to, uh, is another big way that people and, and issues and the truth is being censored in the media uh, through omission. But I, back to your point, I don't believe that um, they can expect. I mean, they can divert attention away from an event, but I don't believe they can expect to completely uh, have it, you know, outside of the the view of any. And all people. Well, it's I, I don't know. I, I agree with that. I'm more, I'm more with Dave on this, but go ahead, Dave. I, I agree ahead. with what Joe's saying. You're not going to extinguish the story, but you can greatly reduce the number of people who are aware. And sure. fact, let, let me tell you why this concept is important. This is something that 
I think we need to bring out here. There's a, a social psychology group that does research. They're called SNARC, S-N-A-R-C. And for the life of me, I can't remember what the acronym stands for. But what they do is they go out and they study, you know, tipping point trends. And what they found in their research is that when a number of committed, almost fanatical followers reaches 10% of the base population, that movement takes off like wildfire. And the 10% figure is the magic factor. Now, if we go back to what we're talking about here, if Google can kill traffic and keep that number under 10%, then they've accomplished something taking off and getting a life of its own. That's what I think that they might be trying to do. Now, I'm guessing here, but I, I was, guys, I find it stunning that Google would step on the toes of the New York Times. Yeah, but how much was that by design? Was that by design or was that collateral damage? Good question. Are there algorithms that inexact? I don't know. Well, and, and this is, and I agree with this whole, um, this whole subject line, this this whole uh, subject matter is so important because what is we we had a uh, in the courtroom, for example, when you testify and you you uh, you're presenting a case in the courtroom. One thing you always do it doesn't matter which side you're on. You never let the other side frame the story, frame the narrative. You never because as soon as you do that you'll lose. I don't know if that makes sense to people, but but this is what the intended, in my view anyway, this is what's being intended because uh, these conglomerates, the the the, uh, the people with the algorithms, and they are framing the narrative. So if they don't want to talk about uh, the satanic ritual abuse of young children, which does take place in the human trafficking, they will... Point the number. Or the, they'll just bury the story at the same time. Concurrent with that, they will uh, point the uh, uh, the attention and, and the, the media to a whole different topic. And they, at the same time, they will bury the purveyor of the message five, six pages deep. Now, if that's not censorship, I don't know what is. But I digress. Dave, you're not I mean, digressing very far. You're you're right on the money. It's uh, that's how the game's played. This is we've been fighting this battle for years. The the part that you just listed right there, um, we've been fighting that for years. Yeah. What we're yeah, getting we now is the fact that they're cutting our legs out from underneath of us. And and I, I'm going to get right to the point here. I'm going to be very blunt. I think this is not going to be popular with some of the listeners. I mean, listeners come in all different shapes and sizes and categories like anything else in life. And you've got some people who are participants in what we do on the radio. There are active partners. There are the, uh, the, the lookers that come by and just take a look and move on. Uh, there are people who are the something for nothing crowd. Uh, they, they want the entertainment news value. They want to know what's going on, but they don't, don't want to commit anything to it. They don't want to put any effort in. And they certainly don't want to donate 50 cents. And those days are coming to an end. And this is what people need to realize. Uh, I have gainful employment outside what I do here in the independent media. Always have. It's never been a primary source of income for me. But when I get to the point 
and I'm going to use myself as an example, and and I speak for everybody out there. I have a family. I have a family that depends on me economically. I'm the sole breadwinner in my family, and my family expects me to make responsible decisions. I have a great passion for what I do, and I think it shows when I report on what these uh, Satanists are doing to try to wreck our planet and steal our country. Mm-hmm. But I also have a first obligation to my family. And I'll just give you an example. I spend somewhere around $400 a month to maintain a relatively large newsletter size that I send out to subscribers, which makes it convenient. Rather than putting in the commonsenseshow.com or YouTube, they can simply go to um, the newsletter in the morning. It's on their email box. Well, that's going to be the first casualty if we don't turn around these uh, red revenue reports. That's going to go. And I mentioned this before another show, and I had people write to me, how dare you do that? We depend on your newsletter. Hey, I'm thinking, thecommonsenseshow.com. Type it into your URL. You'll still get everything that's there in the same fashion. But it shows an attitude, Doug, that is pervasive there that people expect me to subsidize their news interest at the level that they want to be convenient with it. And and I find that a little bit presumptuous and outrageous. And I have to tell people I'm not going to do it. If my family needs that $400 for whatever, if I'm saving for my son's college or whatever it is, that money is going to go. That's going to be the first thing that goes. And people need to understand that across the board, you're going to start to see, well, I'll give you an example right now. Uh, uh, my webmaster sent me an article two days ago, and Google is uh, putting um, these uh, anti-ad blockers on. So when Google Chrome goes onto your website, uh, people with Google Chrome won't have to watch your ads. And, but yet, if someone has Google AdSense on that website, they'll still have to see it. We total duplicitous position. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Doug, what I'm going to do, and I, I talked to my webmaster about this, and I bet I'm not alone. If you come to my website with Google Chrome after this goes into effect, you won't be getting on the Common Sense Show. I'm not going to support Google's uh, uh, ability to screw me, uh, and and I don't expect anyone else will either. These are steps that people need to know that for us to maintain our budget that we're going to have to do. Uh, we're going to have to start doing subscription radio programs. <clears throat> now, we haven't looked at the witnesses of that on the end. I, I've been hearing, uh, I just interject this, I've been hearing this from all independent media. I mean, every, uh, to, to the person, uh, be, because the landscape has changed and the objective from what I've been hearing, um, to a person is censoring the news, I mean, and, and the story. Uh, so this is not a, cry about or for revenue as much as it is a warning to people about, and I say this again, framing the narrative, pushing the um, average person, the uninformed person, to a website that offers the information free, and but they will pick and choose what you can, you know, what the end user will see and hear. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I have a significant outlay that I make, and this is, here's, the, here's the bottom line. I have a significant outlay, and if I can't match that outlay with incoming revenue, and I don't need to make revenue 
from what I do in the independent media, but I am not going to take from my family to support other people who won't support us. And that's really what it comes down to. And I'm honest enough to say it. And if people say, well, I'm not going to listen to you more, Dave Hodges. You're being selfish. We expect your family to make the sacrifice. Well, goodbye and hope someone else will do that for you. I'm not going to be the one to do it. And I'm telling you right now, Doug, the conversations I'm having with my colleagues, we all feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, we have maybe yeah. 5% of the people that listen to us actually support us. And that's going to have to turn or we've got to make some cuts. And that's just the, that's a business model. You know, I mean, this is, this is what people don't seem to realize that they, they think that, you know, for us, the, the supplies that we utilize grow on trees and they don't. And that's, that's going to be the big casualty. See, this does scare me because I actually do think that I'm going to have to scale down. If I project it out, I don't think that the public's going to come to the rescue of the common sense show to keep us at our present level. I don't think they're going to do it with any other show either. Maybe one or two. Uh, yeah. But the majority of them, they're not going to. And here's here's what the net effect is going to be. And this is what frightens me. The problem is I can't generate enough revenue to overcome this. Even if I wanted to, I can't. I don't have the ability. But here's what's going to happen. What the enemy is doing to us, and we know who the enemy is. The enemy are the Satanists, the Kabbalists, the child sex traffickers, the people that will snatch your kid off the street and rape them 15 times over, drug them up, and you never see them again. This is who we're talking about, people. These people are going to have their way because they're not going to have the extreme light of scrutiny put upon them. That light is going to greatly diminish. They are going to be emboldened by our diminished presence, and they are going to come forward with even more initiative. They're going to move this new world order faster and further than ever before. And in military terms, what they're doing to us is they're cutting off our command and control. And they're cutting off the eyes and ears of the independent media. And I'm going to say this right now, and I don't give a damn who says you're wrong, because I know I'm right. If it wasn't for Doug Hagman and Dave Hodges and Steve Quayle and all our related colleagues and all our devoted listeners, Donald Trump isn't sitting in the White House right now, and we got Hillary Clinton there making plans for FEMA camps. That's the effect that we just I, had. I believe that. Yeah. And, and, and the country is going to lose that if they, they don't step up and help us against Google. And it's not just about giving us money. It's when we come out and I say, boycott the Wall Street Journal and this particular advertiser for the Wall Street Journal that started this censorship against us, if the public goes, oh, that's nice, Dave, just flapping his gums, if that's the reaction we're going to get, we're going to lose. We need people to support our boycotts. Yeah. We need people to support us financially, or this industry is going to be a shell of itself, and it would take years to recover. And ask yourself, with the speed and pace of the new world order, do we have years to build new YouTube platforms? I don't think so. Well, you know, you mentioned something here, and I'm not sure how many people are really that aware of uh, the Wall Street Journal, what they had, what they did to you. Um, if you want to just revisit that briefly, uh, to the extent you feel comfortable, because I, th I think this is an important aspect that that people might not be aware that the, the damage inflicted upon you, specifically you, as well as others, by the Wall Street Journal. I mean, wh what do they do? Um, if you can just revisit well, that. Well, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. Uh, because I supported Trump, I'm a Russian subversive. Because I right. tell the past about Hillary Clinton's serial criminality, um, I'm a fake news artist. 
that these are the things that I had to endure. It doesn't matter how many hypertext links I had to prove what I was saying. You know, the pejorative terms were always imposed on me in a propaganda style. And these people are the ones who are trying to drive us off the air. They want what they want, and we're in their way. You see, here's the difference between you and me and Joe and Josh and people at CNN. We think things like um, obeying the Ten Commandments and adhering to the Constitution and respecting the individual property rights of other people. We think this is important stuff. We th- we value this stuff. We want to live in a society that honors this. These other people are motivated by pure base emotional greed. It's might makes right. If we can take it from you, we're going to take it from you. This are the choices people have. You want to go with the left? You're going to go with the left that is totally amoral at best case and immoral at worst case. And on our side, we're not perfect, but I know a lot more Christians on this side who truly honor God, and I don't know very many that are in the Democratic Party or working at CNN. Well, what do you think, Dave, what do you, what do you think of the enemy within, uh, with this sudden increase, especially of late, uh, of conservatives that are, that are, or so-called conservatives that are taking up, uh, the, uh, the task of, uh, you know, assailing the, the independent media? Because there are a lot out there. What's that about? I'm gonna, I, where you mentioned something the enemies within, and I'm gonna actually bridge that, but I wanna just tell a quick story. I remember one time, I was in a bar with my dad, and I was probably about 14, and we were watching a football game, and this guy sitting in front of us was rooting for one team, and his team was getting killed, and after halftime, he started rooting for the other team. That's who the people on the left are. They have no loyalty and allegiance to anyone. They just want to be on the winning team. And Trevor Loudon did this wonderful piece called The Enemies Within. It's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can order it. Someone can send it to you. You should all watch it. There are, and Alan West identified this too, former Congressman Alan West, there are about 80 that have been identified congressmen and senators of the Democratic Party who belong to front groups for the Muslim Brotherhood, front groups for the Communist Party. Communist Party's gone door-to-door, knocked on doors for people like Al Franken, Barbara Boxer. They admit to it right there on tape. They're admitting in their own words, yeah, we did this. Well, yep. folks, that's who's on the other side. See, they don't, I have often asked the question, gee, doesn't Al Franken have kids? Isn't he worried about raising his kids in a satanic society where there are no rules and and, and they, they basically, uh, pedophiles are going to rule the roost? No, they don't care. They only see their immediate goal and objective above them. They want to be in the glory of being in something new, they want a seat at the table. It's their way to move ahead is to join this new world order movement. And this is how I've come to categorize them. And this is what we're up against. And this is who controls the leftist media. It's the same mindset. And so, Doug, if we diminish, they expand. And, and here's another lesson. I'll give you one more lesson here that I that I see in this. Donald Trump we, we is got about perfect, 30 seconds, brother. Speak. We got about, okay. we got about 30 he is, seconds. He is being swallowed up by the deep... The Donald Trump is being swallowed up by the deep state, and I don't know that it's all his own fault, but here's the bottom line. If it weren't for us, we wouldn't have Donald Trump, and we're staving off the inevitable right now. And this is what the independent media accomplishes. This is what we did for America. 
You're absolutely right. Folks, we're talking with Dave Hodges from The Common Sense Show. He'll be with us uh, through the next segment, taking us to the end of the show. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, free speech, um, the changes to the definition of free speech that we're seeing in the media, and uh, a number of other things we're going to get to as much as we can, uh, taking us to the end of the week broadcast. We'll be right back after this. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. Folks, I'm going to direct your attention to masterpreps.com, masterpreps.com. Wow. Uh, masterpreps.com, uh, the sponsor of our show, masterpreps.com. That's masterpreps.com. Take a visit there. High-quality items, made-in-America items. I mean, anything, everything you possibly want from uh, cooking uh, utensils, uh, cooking frying pans. To, I mean, it is, it'll blow you away. Absolutely, Eric's. It's insane. I mean, wow. Look at the products. Folks, visit masterpreps.com. Again, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report family, masterpreps.com. I mean, wow, it's insane. Masterpreps.com. Are you ready for what comes next? Hi, I'm Grace Gonzalez from Chang Post in the Woods. We are an American family-owned company founded and built on skills and knowledge gained from responding to 18 major disasters in the U.S. and around the world. We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We're offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues. And so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journeys kit at www.changelessandwoods.com. Your life may depend on it. This is Joe Charles, the guy whose voice is heard announcing for the Hagman and Hagman Report right here on YouTube and across the Global Star Radio Network. There have been many people wondering whose music is being played during those breaks. Well, you guessed it. And we're very pleased to announce that all that music and 11 brand new songs from the CD New Jerusalem is set for release on April 10th for download on iTunes. That means you can help support my ministry and be blessed by this awesome, inspiring recording. I have been fortunate to work with some phenomenal musicians from around the world that helped us put this recording together in the studio. Simply go to joecharlesmusic.com and click on the iTunes link. Or, if you'd rather have a CD, we'll send one right out to you. Just leave me your email and we'll get right back to you. And thanks to Doug and Joe Hagman for making this all possible. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest this segment, Dave Hodges, The Common Sense Show. Listen to him every Sunday night. Find a show on radio. 
uh, a lot of information. And also, the Common Sense Show, his website, go there every day. Uh, a lot of great information, to be sure. A couple of announcements very quickly. Awaken to the Shaken, there will be water baptisms given uh, there in Gurney, Illinois. Uh, Pastor Paul and his wife, Heidi Begley, have uh, arranged that. Thank you so much. Uh, that, that's a great announcement. Russ Dizdar, of course, is going to be there as well. And uh, John Robertson, we're going to meet him there from the West Coast. Got some great uh, great news about that as well. We'll get into later. But Awaken to the Shaken, register. It's free. Gurney, Illinois, next uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, May 5 and 6. And I want to thank everyone that uh, has registered. It's free. Again, it's free. So your money uh, will be refunded should you dislike it. Uh, but we've got some uh, good information coming at you, the great presentations. Also, uh, do me a favor, personal favor. Go to HagmanReport.com. Fill out the survey, please, on the Right below the uh, show schedule, there's a survey there. You'll know. Okay, you'll the know. The right hand side, you'll right under the big radio. Yeah, we need that done. It's for corporate uh, sponsors, and you just do it honestly. But you know, you'll know why. Okay, you'll know what it's all about. And, and again, okay, coming back, our, our guest uh, Dave Hodges, um, a fantastic uh, superhero, shall I say? What <laughs> those watching on uh, YouTube. And Dave, I don't know if you can see, but uh, he's got a Batman stuff. I'm Batman. Stuff Batman, and he's holding up. Anyway, let's go to our, the real Batman, Dave Hodges. Dave, thanks for uh, holding for the uh, break. <laughs> I, I couldn't see that, guys, because I was actually looking at my YouTube channel. I was looking at a um, video that I did that was demonetized. And it was a story of this uh, a courageous reporter in Mexico and she was reporting on cartel and police corruption, and they were in cahoots together. She pulled up to the school, dropped her three kids off, and she got about a block away, and she got assassinated. And YouTube saw fit to ban that video. The video oh, they, disgusting. That, of her reporting? No, no, I, I, it was me in the narrative. I had her picture. I superimposed her picture. I didn't have any crime oh, okay. scene photos. So you were probably reporting the fact anyway. that she I was, was reporting the fact assassinated yeah, and what she was reporting on. So, in other words, I, I want to point this out that just the other side's lack of morality. This is a woman who was trying to make her community a better place by shining light on the dirt, and she was talking about the Mexican drug cartels and police corruption, and she gets assassinated. And and that's tragic in itself. That's horrendous, because now three children don't have a mother. But what's even it's almost equally as egregious as YouTube sought to ban that information. Are they defending the Mexican? And there it is. Yeah, it's it's the content. It's the message. It's the defense of the drug dealers. Yeah, (laughs) and there it is. Thank you, you YouTube. You know, maybe. May your kids enjoy their crack cocaine. I mean, that's almost how I feel when I see this. There was another one they banned on me too, and and uh, and I started reporting on Mexican journalism periodically because this is going to come here. And on the other side of the border of El Paso, there was a newspaper that shut its doors down, and they shut its doors down because over the past several years, they had eighty-eight reporters that were murdered, wow. and all organized crimes. Same kind of deal as this Mexican uh, journalist. And YouTube demonetized that video. 
So here's two instances now. Once you could say it was a mistake, bad algorithm, twice is a pattern. And here we have YouTube defending murder against journalists by drug cartel members. Is it that or they don't want... Uh, well, okay. It, it would be... If that was just isolated, I can say, well, they, you know, they just don't want to talk about the violence or whatever. They want it to be, uh, you know, family-friendly. But the bottom line is it's not that. It's 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 really pointed to the, the truth. And anything that, that, that speaks of the truth is really on the chopping block. And, and, and the, the reason we're... Sp- folks, I just want to mention this because people might be saying, well, man, you're spending a lot of time on this, and we know about this. Well, no, you don't know the extent of it. You don't know what really the backstory is. And you really... What is happening here is not just egregious, but it, it's going to be affecting your kids. Um, if you don't see what this is going to be doing to your children... And their children and the future generations. You're just, you're just really, mis- you're just so far in love field. Um, I don't know, but yeah, they, but wow, that's that's an amazing, and um, amazing. I want to ask you about the hate speech, Dave. We saw a number of, uh, you know, the, this the term hate speech is getting thrown out there. Howard Dean was referring to Ann Coulter um, and what was happening with Berkeley, and he said something along the lines of, "I'm all for." Uh, freedom of speech, but not for hate speech. And we, obviously there's, you know, what some people, uh, the truth is even being considered hate speech. Uh, it's a popular phrase going around now. And there, you know, we have no hate speech laws here in this country. Obviously, the First Amendment protects uh, all speech unless it's inciting violence. Uh, which includes hate speech, and the reasons there are it's to protect the minority speech. But hate speech to me is like conspiracy theory and fake news. Go ahead, sir. It's the same thing. You, Doug, you just stole the words right out of my mouth. You're exactly right. Hate speech. I, I don't understand it. I mean, what what is uh, hate speech? Let's see. Uh, I don't want Sharia law to replace my constitution. That's hate speech. Why? Because you hate Muslims. No, I want the Constitution to be the supreme law of the land. See, this doesn't even stand up to logic. No. But you hate speech if you say that. I want orderly immigration. America has a birth rate of 1.8. We need 2.1 to maintain our social programs like Medicare and Medicaid, Social Security. I want orderly immigration. And I have no problem with people coming in from Mexico, Central America, as long as we know who the hell is coming and what they want to do. And what we see now is if I say I want orderly immigration, you hate Mexicans. You don't like those brown-skinned people that speak Spanish. I'm quoting things that have been said to me. And I said, no, I have no problem with that. I just want to know that we're not admitting bad guys. They're not doing bad things here, and they're going to bring their bad acts here. And that's hate speech. I, I guess yeah. I'm losing something in the translation. Well, I don't believe you are. I think it's the, the void of logic and common sense, like you you mentioned. And you know, the, the, we talked about the social justice warriors earlier in the program, and what we see that's so prevalent coming from from these people who identify as social justice warriors is not. They do mention hate speech and focus on that, but uh, they deem what they hear to find that they find offensive as hate speech 
So you say something that hurts their feelings or challenges what they believe that is offensive to them, then that is considered hate speech. And it's even extending to, um, you know, global warming. If you, if you're a, um, if you don't believe man-made global warming, uh, the stories that the government and the, the manipulated data they feed you on man-made global warming, that is considered offensive speech and hate speech. Uh, it, it's getting to the point now where just a, a simple um, opposing political view, even an opposing mainstream political view, is deemed hate speech because it is um, contrary to what these people believe. And, and I think the uh, one thing that we really haven't uh, focused on is the changing of definitions and the words um, that are used and how you know one word can mean have, have different definitions based on who's talking about it. And when we see people like Howard Dean and even Bill Maher came out and said, you know, uh, grow up, Berkeley, and he used a, a few other uh, expletives that I'm not going to repeat. But even he's saying, you know, free speech is a fundamental right um, guaranteed to us in our Constitution. It's the First Amendment. Uh, you know, and he's telling the social justice warriors, get over it. It's pretty interesting when you see somebody like Bill Maher um, even saying these people have gone too far. But where do you see this uh, hate speech narrative, offensive speech, you know, the triggered? Where do you see this continuing? Were we Are we going to have to or will, um, you know, these companies like YouTube and Google bend over to the social justice warriors' will and wanting them to, to implement, you know, policies dealing or with these kind of things? over. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with Doug here on that statement. It's, it's not the social justice warriors as I see it. Google and Facebook, they're the social justice warriors. Social justice warriors, pejorative terms like hate speech, these are terms used to silence us. It's no different than fearmonger or any of these other terms. You know, whatever happened to the day when Doug has an opinion and Joe has a second opinion and Dave has a third opinion and we all disagree and the audience gets to decide what's true. But no, we've got to interject these labels now to marginalize certain people and their viewpoints. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This uh, the culture of victim mentality that we see that goes along with these social justice warriors. Um, and the social justice warriors and their mission and narrative, the, one of the most disturbing things, I find it crazy. I'm offended that these people are offended by you know just opposition speech. But what really gets me is the media's embracing of, uh, you know, this this just lack of common sense uh, narrative, if you want to call it that. They're, they are uh, they are assisting, not only assisting, they are uh, pushing in, in the mainstream media, and that goes not only with, with uh, news broadcasts, but we see it in our culture with music, the TV shows. Uh, you know, yes. they're, in, instead of, um, you know, bringing logic and sanity back there, uh, tailoring to these people where they're using the 31 gender identities, you know, and incorporating that language into their TV shows. Uh, what can we do to, uh, not only to, to, to state our anger towards, you know, this change, but what can we do to make our voices heard as much as, um, these SJWs and others are, are doing? What would we have to do? To turn the tables around, I guess. 
on these people. Well, what do you mean? When you mean what do we? You mean we independent broadcasters or In our, we our audience? Uh, just, uh, the whole everybody who's on the common sense side. If I could wave a magic wand and get people to be of somewhat of like mind, and what I mean by like mind are people who respect freedom and differences of opinion. I would take all those people and say, cancel your satellite, cancel your cable, don't watch CNN, don't watch Fox, don't watch ABC, uh, totally withdraw from mainstream media news. That would be a start. The second thing that we could start to do to get their attention would be to stop subsidizing their corporations, their corporations that support them. And it's not possible to totally withdraw from the system because of the way our, our economy is built. But rather than going to eat at McDonald's, for example, you go to eat at Joe's Hamburger Shack. Pick the local guy. Go to Joe's Plumber Shop, not Ace Hardware. Sorry, Ace Hardware, nothing personal. But if we began to withdraw our support from the globalist corporations that think they have a right to tell us what we can see, think, hear, feel, and believe, we could get their attention. And people underestimate the power. You know, just like the TSA and their nonsense. If I was people just going to bring that up. Go ahead. Non- Go ahead. Yeah, if Go people ahead. stop their non-discretionary flying, that they just said, I don't have to fly for business, so you know what? Rather than me driving from Phoenix to, or flying from Phoenix to San Diego, I'm going to take the five-hour drive. If we started doing that, watch how quick these corporations would scream for change. But, but you these know what? Policies they, uh, would uh, never stand. But let, let me stop you right there because I was talking to someone here the other day, and uh, this might get a little salty here, so buckle up. Okay, this person flew five, four. Let's see, three. Uh, what do you say? Three times, three times in the last couple of months for for pleasure. He didn't have to do this. He, but at the same time, he, he complains about the TSA. And and okay, um, th- there's to me this is a problem. Okay, if you if you complain about the TSA, then don't fly. You should not fly. But see, the problem is not actions. I, I, I guess here's my here's my the thrust of my statement. I guess I should have let off with this. In my view, it is not the people who are willing to boycott flying it is the people who don't see anything wrong with the TSA's behavior that's a hell of a lot harder to change and that's a lot more unforgivable in my view than the people who say well I've got to get to you know Phoenix or i got to get to wherever and i got to fly and make it a you're right well, Doug I say this you, you, yeah <clears throat> excuse me um, you can't fix stupid and and that's stupid. And the thing is, is you don't have to fix 100%. Remember the snark figure, 10%. And what's the average margin of profit for most corporations? 3 to 4%. If you could alter your flying demographics by 5 to 10%, you would paralyze the industry. See, I said this too, and that doctor, I don't care what the doctor's background was, uh, got dragged off the United flight, beat senseless, broken nose, broken glasses, dragged through the aisle like some piece of meat rather than rendering medical care. If, if people would have said, you know what, I'm, I'm not flying. Watch how quick the behavior changes. 
See, people underestimate their power. And and not only do we underestimate their power, then there are some people that, that are so lazy they won't pour pee out of a boot, and they won't join any movement if it requires them to get off the sofa. And they're, they're going to realize that element exists. But, Doug, we have the power. The people have the power right now. But let me project this out, and here comes, oh, doom and gloom, Dave. Okay, here we go. But this is ultimately where we're going to go. We will someday soon lose the power to respond collectively. We, first of all, won't know what to believe because we'll only get one message from the media. Secondly, we're going to have surveillance to such a degree in this country and security to such a degree in this country that will be impossible to act or plan or coordinate anything. And so our window of opportunity right now to stand up to these bastards is this second, this point in time. It may not be here in six months. It may not be here in two years. But we're losing. That window is closing right now for us to respond. And what do they ultimately want? Well, just read what they say. Don't listen to Dave Hodges or, or the Hagman report. Just read what they say. They want a new world order based on transhumanism, where they control all resources through their phony climate change. They want 90% population reduction, their words, not mine. And they want a subservient, subhuman class left over that's a remnant of the former human race. We are very well likely the last human race that will be on this planet in terms of generations unless Jesus returns. And I've really come to believe that this is the world they want. This is the Ray Kurzweil's, the Ted Turner's, the late David Rockefeller, George Soros. This is what they want. They write this stuff. I couldn't think of this stuff. I couldn't sit down and make this stuff up. I read what they tell me. And this is the world we're going to be inheriting unless we learn to stand up collectively. And I'm not so sure we're going to. If the people won't move to save their only voice, the independent media... And I don't know that they will or won't, but I don't think they will collectively to make enough of a difference. If they're not willing to do that, what are they willing to do to save their own society? Amen. We Amen. Suffer, Good point. We suffer from, we have in this country people who pretend to be activists, but they're slacktivists. Oh, that's a good idea. Doug, you go do that, and we'll stand behind you all the way. That's what we have too much of in this country, are a bunch of slacktivists. Uh, you know, just to the, the, the wrap the, this hate speech, this uh, anything that is not, does not agree with the LGBT, trans, you know, uh, social justice warrior, everything opposed to that, their views is hate speech. It's getting to the point where, um, you know, Coke versus Pepsi. If you like Coca-Cola and you did a YouTube video saying how much you like Coca-Cola... Who, what's to say, you know, the next step couldn't be all the people who like Pepsi, you know, watching your video being triggered, saying they're offended by your love for Coca-Cola, and, you know, you're promoting hate speech because they want Pepsi. I mean, that's just the, the insanity of of where this is going. And one thing I mean, that, you know... Vizio, Vizio TV knows when the hell I have sex. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You mentioned this last time. Yeah, you did mention this last yeah, time. How, yeah, Vizio no, TV paid yeah. a $2 million, ju- $2 million judgment. That's like me throwing a quarter on the street. Vizio <laughs> TV paid a $2 million judgment for spying through their TV, recording right. people. Well, I think there are a lot of Vizio TVs in bedrooms. 
This is the world we're getting. Guys, IntelliStreets being marketed right now on college campuses in Vegas, Farmington Hills, Michigan. You walk out of your street, they scan you for guns. They got facial recognition. You jaywalk. Stop, Mr. Hodges. You can't jaywalk. Uh, this is what's coming, people. Total 100% troll. Uh, Total. Yeah, yeah. Total. And, and you're everything. Right. You're right. I'm saying, yeah. when you get this system in place, guys, the game is over. And, you know, they... Uh, the last point I'll make on this is, you know, what, what's one of the core areas of uh, the... Uh, where do these problems originate from? Where does this mentality... How does it... Be, how has it become so prevalent? And you, we have to look at the educational system from, you know, uh, the Department of Education from K through 12 grades and then the college universities uh, continued, you know, promotion of this. But when you have people who are teaching the children their political views, what you know, as the ultimate authority, uh, there's so many stories of, of elementary school teachers, high school teachers, you know, doing things like wearing, uh, you know, F Donald Trump shirts or, and then they are punishing students who are in their classes because they supported Donald Trump, they support his ideas, and they're being shut down in the classrooms. So the educational system, as we've known for a long time, is not a system to educate the children. It is an indoctrination system to get them on the government's way of thinking. And it's gotten so bad to the point where teachers are uh, reducing the grades of students based on their political opposition to the teachers' ideologies. It's absolutely insane. And Well, you know, I agree. And none of it should, One instance of it is too much. I would agree with that. Yeah. There you I, go. I don't think it's... I don't, I don't think it's the rule of thumb, though. I, I don't. I don't think most no. educators are showing up for thinking they're going to control their students' beliefs. But there are enough of them who are. I agree it should be addressed, but see, it's the same behavior as the mainstream media. We have the right to tell you what you will think, see, feel, hear, and believe. That's, that's the, right now, freedom is dead in America. Well, if it's not dead, sad, it's unlikely. Sad but true. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is sad but true, and and well, you know, however no, we got to push not, back though. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but we also got to take care of ourselves, and 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 let me tell you, um, I'm at a crisis point myself in what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep broadcasting. Like I said, I may have to scale down to meet expenses, but I'm going to keep doing what I do because I believe in what I do, and I think it's God's orders of me to do what I do. I think this is my mission. But I will tell you this, too, and I'm going to say this to everyone out there. We can't get so wrapped up in what's happening in the world that we lose sight of our daily lives and being a good father and a good husband and just a good friend to people and doing the help and the good that you can do in the community on the local level, you know, volunteer in a charity. We need to not lose that aspect of ourselves. And then people need to take time to enjoy their lives. This is a precious gift from God that we've been given. We live on a beautiful planet with wonderful things to do, wonderful opportunities, things that fascinate us and draw us to them. And sometimes I feel that because we're so embroiled in this fight, we get away from what we think is really important. I'll be honest with you guys. I've, I've been offered to go back to coach basketball, and I'm seriously thinking about doing it. Not that I'm going to forsake this, but it's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy hey, playing golf with my son. I enjoy walking down the course, talking yep. to him about his life, and, I, and 
And this is what I think is really important in life that we're losing as a result of fighting this battle is we lose touch with what's really important. And, and it's easy to do that. It's easy, and listeners, viewers do the same thing. It's easy to get uh, held hostage by the doom, gloom, and it's not being uh, you know hypersensitive, a lot of it out there. It's easy to be held hostage. And I think you make an important point. We have to balance that spiritual uh, element. You've got to have that uh, family uh, structure. You've got to be disciplined, and and, I, and you are. And I thank you for that. We're about the, we're about out of time. Tell tell people about your program. Anyone who doesn't know Dave Hodges, you're living under a rock. But uh, but but uh, Dave, yeah, about your program. Yeah. And, uh, any upcoming guest? Uh, your upcoming guests for for this week? Yeah. And anything big you got planned in the near future? Uh, I got some guy named Doug on in the first hour. Oh, yeah. that guy's <laughs> terrible. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, and and no, that's my good But I've got uh, I've got Bob Kudla coming on Sunday night. Oh, he's great. He's one of the best economists out there. He's so so interesting. And then I got Ronnie McMullen, former talk show host, owns a company called Get the Tea. But this guy's take on social issues, he mesmerizes me. And so we have him coming on, entertaining, funny, but nails it. Has a great perspective. So that that's what we got uh, coming up. We're doing a little precious metals analysis too. Should people forsake their bank accounts in large part for precious metals and do that analysis? So our show airs Sunday night. Um, I stopped here. What time am I on the air? Um, we're on from eight to eleven eight Eastern, to 11. five to eight on Pacific. The you catch time. us right here on Global Star Radio Network. We have the same home network. Um, Website, thecommonsenseshow.com. Same name for YouTube, as long as they don't ban me after what I've said tonight. I may go back and find a blue screen when I'm all done. So uh, and, but that's that's how you follow me. And, and here, here's the bottom line, guys. The bottom line is, is my mission is to, I want to be able to stand before God at one point and say, I did my very best. And I'm sorry I didn't do it good enough, because I know I'm, I can't do it good enough. But this is what we try to accomplish here, because this is Satan's planet. He's winning, and I'm not willing to concede. And if you were asking me for a mission statement, that's pretty close to what it is. You know, you're you're a good friend, and you provide uh, a great show. And you, yeah, you have uh, a great show with excellent information. Thank you. And um, you know, we uh, we've been working together for a while, and we will continue to do so. And um, you I know, love it until I love it as long as it I helps, count you. You know, it's, you're my trusted brothers. I have neighbors like you. I don't lock my doors. Um, that's the one thing I think people sense about the independent media. You take guys like Steve Quayle and, and just Paul Martin, just wonderful, wonderful people. All they want to do is live in a better world. That's what we're working towards. And that's why I hope America will stand up and stand with us and stand against Google and do the boycotts and do the things we ask so we can still be heard and we can keep pushing back against this evil. Push back indeed. God Amen. bless you, my friend. Dave, thank you so much for joining us tonight, taking the time out. We really appreciate it, and um, we will talk with you on Sunday, folks, at the Dave Hodges Show. Absolutely. The Common Sense Show with Dave Hodges on Sundays, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and uh, every first hour of a show, either my father or myself are on. And we always have great discussions about everything important that's going on in the media, and uh, I'm sure this week will be uh, a lot going on, so... Tune in. Yeah, thank you. Folks, that'll do it for us. Uh, don't forget, Awaken to the Shaken a week from tonight. It begins 
I believe it's seven o'clock, uh, or no, uh, uh, I think registration at, uh, the Hilton Garden Inn, just north of Chicago and Gurney starts, uh, five, six, something like that. So join us, won't you? And, uh, be, be a part of that. Pastor Paul Begley, Russ Dizdar, John Robertson's coming in for that, uh, Doug and Joe, of course, uh, will be there. And, uh, look forward to seeing Yeah. Don't forget survey hagmanreport.com on the right hand side. Fill it out. You'll, you'll know. You'll understand. And, um, just, uh, you know what? Look, it's, it's rough out there. There are people that are in trouble, losing their homes. They're hurting. We're, we understand. We're with you. And, you know, we need to pray. We need to uplift one another. And, uh, let's, let's, let's stick together. It, it, Let's just stick together. Okay. Until next week, stay safe. God bless. Have a great weekend.